Evil Squid Comics podcast. Episode, season five, episode one. Two. One. Episode two. 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 Yeah, it's episode two. two. Yeah, I'm Drew. I'm Don. And uh, guest starring or guest appearance by Matt? Yeah, Matt. Matt's here. Matt Scott here. is coming in a little bit. So, so we're the Clone Wars? We're the... Episode two? Episode two, yeah. Attack of the Clones? Attack of the Clones. Episode two, Attack of the Clones. Yes. Man, that joke's not going to get old when we do season six, episode two. I know. Yeah, we'll do it we're every time. We're going to start doing it now all the way to nine. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> sounds great. Awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait either. So, anyway, we're the Evil Squid Comics podcast. We get together every couple weeks and we talk about comic books, movies, TV shows. Yeah. Mostly comics. Mostly comics. Well, Scott doesn't watch Mythic Quest, so we can talk about Oh, let's about talk about that. Mythic Quest. Yeah, let's talk about that. I didn't realize when you t- told me about it. That it's just, awesome? Well, that, because you never tell me good stuff to watch. Whatever, dude. But two, I figured there would just be like one season. No, there's I didn't three. realize there's three. And then I didn't realize how old it was, so I'm just plugging along watching the first season. And then all of a sudden they do like this pandemic episode. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how old is this show? And so like then I go back and I'm like, oh, crap. And then I saw that like... That was like episode eight or nine of the se- of the first season, and yeah. that would have sucked to watch that in real time because the pandemic shut that show down for like a year because it was like episode seven or eight, and then three months later they, they did the pandemic episode, and then it was like a year almost or whatever before they did like the last episode of the season. I was like... I didn't remember. Holy that. crap! Wasn't the episode where they made the video game from like indie game to like? Wasn't that yes. cool? And yes. then the okay, that was an awesome episode. And then the ep- are you are you through season two? No. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I've only started. So, okay. but my question was: Did that does that come back? No, it's just this cool like one off. It's just like, a cool life, one off thing. Life of a video game. Okay. Wow. Hold on. It, there's an, there, it's, there's a tie back. Are you just being cagey? No, you, there's no like, tie back. Is there? I don't there, remember a tie back. Maybe there was, was one little thing where when after, uh, what's her name? Uh, Pop. Poppy? Poppy. When Ian makes her co-creative whatever, he she has her carve her initials in the column because the, the other people's name are still there. Doc and... Yeah, yeah. Is that the tie back you're talking to? No. Oh, okay. That's, that's one. But okay. it also shows up directly. So if you remember... Oh, which episode is this? I think this is... I think it's the... Okay, so, you know, okay, sorry. It's the very end of episode five. So, after they've established that, like, you know, their video game company became big and it spawned movie characters and became this whole thing, right? Right. And, and then if you remember, the, in, the company that invested in that game was in Montreal. Yes. Uh, okay, so yeah, so it ties back to that. Yeah, kind of. but that's in the same episode, though. That's like right, in that. Right. But so the but the but the whole thing is that the Mythic Quest game is was funded Mon- by the same Montreal same. group. Uh, okay, yeah, right, yeah, okay. And so like the tie back is they're like in the same space, working for the same company. So it's like kind of come full circle type of thing. Right, and then uh, it does show up in like. Again, little like glimpses of it or references to it subtly in other seasons. Gotcha. So when you get when you get through other seasons, you'll catch a, a thing here or there. Yeah. So in season two, there's an episode that's all about the writer guy. 
CW. Yeah, his backstory, like when he started out and how he like yeah. came up as science fiction writer, and it, it like Isaac Asimov and Arthur C. Clarke are kind of like in the background, like it's like in the fifties or whatever, you know. Yeah. It's it's the greatest thing ever. I uh, the last one I watched was it was when um, the the company that or the publishing company that CW has to deliver his last book, and they were going to sue him to take all his money, uh-huh. and so they send Joe in to to uh what do you call it uh like negotiate negotiate on his behalf or whatever and she realizes that he's like just racist and instead so that's what she uses and she goes in and she because the guy's like she's like we need a six month extension and he goes the book was due in 1984 (laughs) (laughs) and so then he's like at the end you know, she's like, have you heard of Orson Scott Card and all this? You want this guy to be your face? And they're like, you can have the extension. <laughs> and so, like, that's the last episode that I've watched. So that's where I'm at. But Cool. Okay. Yeah. So that, they basically have, like, created this pattern where the fifth episode or, like, a middle episode in the season is, like, takes a complete tonal shift and is basically, like... Some kind of backstory. Yeah. Gotcha. I thought the one in season three wasn't as good as the ones in season one and two, but it was still good, but it wasn't as good. It almost was, it was almost too, not obscure enough. Does that make sense? Like it wasn't off the beaten path enough. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you know, they were tying together. I I mean, I kind of like what they did with it. Yeah, it was still good. What's that? It was still good. It shouldn't blow me away like the other two. Yeah, I finished it. Okay, and you didn't kind of get the sense that they tied that off with the last episode? No, they did. They kind of did. I agree. Is that... Sorry, go ahead. I thought the last episode of the season, like, rewarded that episode. I I felt like that... It did. It kind of did. But like I said, the other ones just felt so uh, uh, off the main storyline, whereas that episode felt a little more part of the main storyline. Okay. I mean, you know. I, is, well, I mean, it is about the lead character. Correct, yeah. Where CW, he's kind of like a side character. Yeah. So. Our, um, C- is CW it, is just a great character in general. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, all of them. Like, Brad, I love Brad. Brad's, oh, yeah. Brad's the best. Freaking insane. That episode where he was trying to get CW to write or whatever, and he brought in that robot writer or whatever, yeah. and CW is just, like, freaking out. Um, out of that scene with... Uh, well, the it was the pandemic one with David, and he challenged Brad to Street Fighter for the charity money. He had to, like, shave his eyebrow and then his eyelashes, and then he wanted his mustache or whatever. And then David pulls out the, David pulls out the keypad or the joystick pad at the end, and he's like, ha! He's like, I tricked you. And then he ends up losing later. I don't know, man. And, yeah. It's a good show. It's so good. I cracked up, though, with the... Was it the... Oh, the Pootie? The Pootie guy or whatever? And then it turns out that he's Ian's kid. The the uh, video Pootie. gamer, streamer, Pootie... Pootie Shoot. Pootie Shoot. Pootie Shoot. Yeah, Pootie Shoot. <laughs> like, in the first season or whatever, where he's, like, the game... He's, like, the, the guy that's helping them all out or whatever. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah. yeah, that whole thing. And then, uh... 
with the uh, when they were doing the shovel, and they're like, they're just gonna dig giant dicks with it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, no, they won't. And then the whole the whole Nazi thing with yeah. uh, what they do the they did the swastikas with dicks. And then I love the dinner party, and she's hold she unleashes dinner party, and they're doing the the uh, peaceful protest. Yeah. And then the Nazi hordes come in and just slaughter everybody because they're all at a piece. Oh my gosh, that show is hilarious. Did it when he was when David was trying to when he was getting Brad, and they got the interns together to to put the. Uh, sensitive group together and they were they did the whole uh like 64 board or whatever all night long and it were the groups they were gonna get rid of or whatever and it ended up being nazis <laughs> like they went yeah. through the whole bracket <laughs> i was like good grief see i don't even remember season one it's been so long oh my gosh so it's great man i can't i just keep watching it it is so cool. funny all those characters are awesome did you watch it when it was fresh yeah, I watched it as it came out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I found it after season one was over. Oh, okay. No, I watched it, I think, as it was coming out. Because there was so little to watch on Apple TV. And something yeah. that was a comedy, I I was all over it. I was so not a fan of, like, so I, uh, what was it? Uh, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, that... Yeah, I tried to get into that show. I couldn't. It's just, it was almost, it's trying too hard to, like, be edgy, you know? Yeah. I, I feel the exact same way. Like, it always felt like forced cringe, and it was, I don't know. Like, I know that was the whole gag of the show. Yeah, I know. I was never a big fan of Rob McElhenney, because I just associated him with that. Yeah. And and so I actually didn't watch the Mythic Quest for that reason for a while. I'm like, I don't know who anybody is, like, don't yeah. have real interest. I love the idea of it, and so, I don't know, it was the same thing. It was like, you basically, after you've watched everything on Earth... Yeah, what's left is... Yeah. Huzzah! Which turned out to be brilliant. I mean, the season five, I still think season five of episode one of Mythic Quest is one of the best episodes of television ever. You mean episode five of season one? What did I say? Since season Since five. Season five. five. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but I know what you mean. Yeah, no, I think yeah. it's... Yeah, no, I agree. It's one of those really great episodes. I really liked that. Because, well, one, it took me... Like, I wasn't expecting it. Like I said, that the episode with the, about the coronavirus. Yeah. I thought that was great, the way that they did that. I really liked that episode. Um, but... Yeah, I like I said I wasn't I didn't know the history of it. I didn't know how old the show was or anything. And I'm just sitting here watching it from episode to episode. Then boom, it's like coronavirus, and I'm like, what the? Because I thought it was like a new show. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, well, you knew there were three seasons, though, didn't you? Huh? You knew there were three seasons? No, oh, not when gotcha. I started watching it. All right, cool. Um, I watched the menu. The menu. Oh, I did. What'd you think? Have you seen that? The menu. Did that come out, like, in theaters? It was in theaters, yeah. It came to streaming pretty fast. I liked it. It was good, right? It was really good. I really liked it. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it was very, uh... Well, you weren't sure what to expect. Like, you weren't sure where it was... I didn't know a lot about it when I went in. I didn't know anything about it. And so, I, you didn't really know where it was going. You're like, this is gonna get bad, but I'm not sure how it's gonna get bad. Right. And it just kind of strung you along, and then it just takes that turn. And yeah. you're like, this is the mess. <laughs> it's like, okay... It's hilarious because Christy, 
She had knew nothing about it. I said, let's watch the menu. She's like, okay. I think she thought it was some kind of like foodie show, you know, mm -hmm. like a drama or a comedy. And it took that turn. She's like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Did you guys watch White Lotus? I have not watched White Lotus. That's a series, right? Yeah, there's two seasons on HBO. Is it good? Yeah, actually. I went into it with zero expectations. Um, like, I don't know. I knew everybody was kind of buzzing about it, but I didn't quite understand why. Yeah. And uh, watched it, got hooked. Eric and I streamed, like, I think in two days, we watched the whole thing. Wow. And then we've been saving season two for, like, this weekend. But oh, cool. I don't know. Like, so here's the thing. Here's a pattern that has emerged. Maybe you guys will uh, agree with this or you can challenge it or whatever. But, like, there's a new pattern in these, like, mini-series where they're, like, eight or ten episodes where they, they introduce all of these loose ends. But... There's no episodic nature to it, so like every episode gives you a little bit more of the story, but they never close off any of the like loose ends, and so you end up having to stream the entire season to find out to like just get resolution. Yeah, you know, like one of the nice things about shows like back in the day, like a Chuck, right? Like I was a huge fan of Chuck, but it was amusing from time to time. But like at least if you could just pop in at any moment. You could pick up an episode and be like, okay, well, at least I got payoff on this episode. Right. I don't have to have the 10-episode arc context to figure it out. I The thing that drives me crazy are shows like that. I mean, like Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Like, I can't watch that unless I'm home for a three-day weekend so I can stream the whole thing. Otherwise, it'll drive me crazy because they don't – no, that. I agree. It's like they're really long movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. They've yeah. kind of forgotten. They don't care about making each episode um, somewhat self-contained or have any kind of satisfaction. Is, is that kind of what you're talking about? 100%. Well, yeah. comic, com, the, everybody complains that comics are the same way. They're saying everybody's writing yeah. for the trade, and so each single issue doesn't really give you anything. Like, old comics used to have at least some That's closure. Just on this side? Yes. Old comics were supposed to have, like, some closure, right? Like... Yeah. Like, each each issue at least had a little bit of, you know, something, you know. But now it's like, eh, it's just, you know, a six parts, one part of a six-part story that has no self-contained, you know, and whatever. I, so. This is why I brought it up. I found it was an interesting pattern that had that both, like, modern, a lot of these modern drama series, like a White Lotus, like a Jack Ryan. Yeah. Um, they all seem to have that same pattern that is irritating in comics sometimes where you end up having to like same thing you don't basically get any sort of reward for your investment until the last like half of the last book in the series yeah yeah um I'm so I started watching The Last of Us oh yeah on HBO and then I'm sorry you didn't like it? I like it everybody says good I thought it was good I've watched the first two episodes I think it's so boring as hell but okay it, dude, that was tense, creepy. That second episode with in the in the museum. Yeah, I agree with you. It was really slow. I'm like, when are the monsters gonna come out in this in this show? Like, yeah. when are we gonna see something? And then, but I thought that the museum scene was it was it was pretty good. Was very and it was well very suspenseful. Done, yeah, very yeah. suspenseful. But anyway, um, and then my point was, then I started watching. Have you watched The Mayor of Kingstown? Yep, I already, I'm two episodes into season two. Oh my nice. god! Do you, you watch Mayor of Kingstown? It's too dark no, it's for on Matt. My list. I'm, I just started Tulsa King. 
Oh, I haven't started that yet. Oh my god, Mayor of Kingstown is so dark. Like, oh my god. That that second episode with the I'm talking to Drew and he's not paying attention. But that second that second episode with well, the first episode with the dog yeah. in the car. Uh-huh. That's pretty bad. Brutal. And then uh Oh my god, like that second episode when he's riding along with his partner and they pull that boat over. That oh, car yeah. pulling that boat. Oh my god, like I almost like I almost cried. Like it almost brought me to tears because I was just like, holy crap. And then the guy's just standing in the middle of the street. No, it's I just screaming. Like what else do you do? I made the comment to my wife, it's like that's why cops need to stop pulling people over for stupid shit. <laughs> And she's like, well, this doesn't mean that he gets shot. I'm like, well, if they hadn't pulled him over for stupid shit, he wouldn't have got shot. What do you I know we're talking very vague because I don't want to ruin anything. But, I mean, even the first season of that show, it's just violent, dark, like, oh my. It's it's a brutal show, but I love it. It is. It's so vicious. Like that episode in season one with the the first guy. Yeah. Well, even the first two episodes of of the second season, like in that prison, like, they're just... Killing people, brute beating the hell out of people, and it's so bloody and so brutal. Oh yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's... And, and yet you like this show. Well, it is. It's a. It's interesting. Like I know it's got that brutality, but it's also very. It pulls you in. It's fascinating. It's just kind of you know. I don't like it for the violence, but I think the violence elevates it. Yeah. It engages you in a way. So Barbara brought up a question when we were watching it. The second, she's like, I wonder how many episodes they filmed. I think they got them all done. Did they get them all done? Gotta hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Is he okay now? He's out of the hospital, but he's doing a lot of rehab because he's got like thirty broken bones. Gotcha. Jeez. Anyway. Yeah. uh, you didn't like Last of Us? I oh, never was played good. the video. And, and I and me neither. In the very first episode I did like the part when they were kind of, you know, leading up to the event, but I thought that they jumped twenty years a little too soon. But I understand that's how the game goes though too. Oh, I don't so, know. So uh, well my son played the game and so we were talking to him afterward because he did watch the first episode. He goes, Yeah, he said it's a lot like the video game, but slower. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so I figured what they're I going figured for. like the first two Episodes were probably like the introduction to the game, like before you even start playing it, because that's what it kind of felt like, all set up. Yeah, I don't know. Um, like the opening cutscene kind of a thing? Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> that's that lasts like assumed, maybe I... five minutes in a video game, and you're going, man, this is forever. It lasted an hour in here, and you're like, oh my god. But, uh, no, I don't, I, I kind of like it. Like, Walking Dead was great. Honestly, it's but, got Pedro Pascal in it, so, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm in for the long haul anyway. But I thought I the, whole, the whole difference with Last of Us is you, you're you there at the beginning and you get to experience the event. Yeah. With Walking Dead, it's Vision? like Rick Grimes falls asleep and he wakes yeah. up and the world's taken over by zombies. And they never, you never get the story of, like, how it happened. Right. In Last yeah, of Us. Yeah, usually skip that. Yeah. In Last of Us, they really, they, they start it. And then you see what happens, and then it happens, kind of thing. Even though they do that time jump. Yeah. But a little bit, yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. That's all you got? That's all I got for TV or whatever. Yeah. I did watch your Banshees of In In a Sharon. What'd you think? Uh, It was it. It's a very well made, well acted, directed movie. 
I just <laughs> was it think, too slow for you? I don't think it was too slow. Okay. I kind of found the comedic. It's just yeah, it's, it it's dark comedic, though. It at is the dark. End. You know, I mean, it's kind of a depressing thing, and it's trying to be, I think, what an allegory to how war changes you, or how the Irish had their like little, you know. I don't know what it was trying to say. I just thought it was interesting. So, well, it I felt like you know because it was Irish, you know, type things. It was kind of like the IRA versus everybody else. It's like your friends are picking sides, and you know, somebody that was a friend today isn't a friend tomorrow, and. And there was killing and whatever else going on. Now, in this case, in this show, you know, there's not a lot of that, but it's just more of a lot of depression and feeling like you need to do something with your life, I guess, in some cases. But I don't know. Like I said, maybe I was trying trying to read too much into it, but I just felt like it wasn't exactly a enjoyable movie but have you ever had that friend who's kind of a moron and you're like you know i just need to stop hanging out with this person well, i just look at you too and you probably right? look at me so no. it's probably like oh god because no. i'm like no. i don't know anybody oh crap that means i'm the one no. <laughs> well i had a friend in like college he wasn't in college but hey he, i was a friend of his in college but he, he wasn't in college but <laughs> he was just he was like <laughs> 20 iq points below like your normal person so he was probably below average iq and so he was okay, and we had a few things in common, but at some point it was like, this guy kind of a moron. I don't know why I'm hanging out with him anymore. Hmm. You never had a friend like that? So it was a blast to the past for Drew. I, yeah, I, I was like, I totally get where this guy's coming from. Hmm. Yeah, That's just a waste of my time. I don't know. I think I'm probably more on the other side of the, the Colin type thing, which is just kind of like, hey, I... But used you're, to this you're a very bright else. person, Scott, so, so I don't think so. I don't know about that, but. Yes, you I are. What'd you get on your ACT? I don't know. It Perfect. Was 30s. Weren't you the salutatorian at your high school? That means nothing. It was sad. I mean, there were a lot of morons <laughs> at your high school, but that's still something. <laughs> you're the, uh, you're, uh, what's his name's character in Idiocracy? The guy that goes into hibernation and comes out <laughs> and he ends so, up being president because <laughs> he's the smartest guy there but I, I admit that I may have some friends that probably you know probably aren't as sharp or whatever else type things you know and things but even yeah. then I don't know I I think most of your friends are pretty smart I, I tend to to hang out with them I don't know you never met Tom yeah. but it's but true. to this day I would be friends with Tom yeah you know? no, it's just true. that he moved away so yeah yeah I hear uh, you but he was also one of the guys I that was like most likely was... to get us all arrested and most likely to get people killed. So, you know, but it didn't mean that uh, I didn't stop hanging out with him. But, so, I don't know. Why are you talking about a book? I'm not. I just had it in my pile. He just had it in his pile. We don't so, anyway, books. I watched that movie. A big, okay, so you watched it and said, Scott, you should really watch it. Then my brother texts me like two days ago and says, have you watched this yet? You should watch it. And then it gets nominated for all these Academy Awards, and then that should have been a thing right well, there. Well, I wasn't sure you would so like it. So I was it. like, oh, God. So I watched it last night, and then okay. I was kind of like, and I, I'm not disappointed I watched it. It sure. just wasn't, to me, maybe the hype was already there a little uh, bit in maybe. my mind. I yeah, don't know. I didn't have too much I, hype. I just had heard a few I people still say was it was not good. like, Yeah, I still wasn't like going. I do like that director and writer, though. So. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll have to watch it now. I guess so. Well, there you go. I watched The Northman, or Northman, oh, I want to watch that. Is that oh, no, you don't want to watch that one. Well, you'd like it. Okay. Because you're brighter than I am, so... I don't know that it's I'm a brighter. Total, it's but total I also like that director. You Have like you that director. Have you watched any of this stuff? Have you watched... No, actually, so far I haven't had any of these to comment on. Uh, so The Northman is a Viking movie by Robert Edgers, who did, like, The Lighthouse and... and the Witch. Uh, I love The, the witch. witch. The Witch was so, good. I, no, I saw the preview. It's 
terrible. And it, and it exactly, you know, and it's got it's a good long list of stars, and you know, it tries to be, you know, what would you say, more realistic Viking, more authentic, you know, Viking or something like this. So you got these people that are running all, all fours, acting like dogs chasing each other, and you know whatever else, like they're just one step above a caveman, you know, or something, but I, I don't know, you know, and then they talk about the whole visions and whatever else, and it's just slow moving, although he'll do some really, from a director perspective, I got to give it to him, there was like this, um, what would you say, um, pillaging of a village, you know, type things, and it's just like one really long take, you know, you could not tell that he had stopped it anywhere, I mean, he's moving this camera all over you know and everything else it just looks really good but i mean it's pretty brutal it's bloody you know and other things and they're basically running around in loincloths and looking like caveman you know burning villages and raping women and killing people you know whatever else so it's not exactly a feel-good film by any means but that's only like one part you know type stuff but it's just long here again you know it's like two and a half hours long and it it just is slow uh, in and a lot of see, other parts. What, what, so this is, isn't it Alexander Skarsgård? Yes, yes. Okay, well, you did you see guy. the Tarzan movie? No, you're thinking Steve, uh, yeah. what others? The Tarzan movie? Uh, I never did, but I know what you're talking about. So, as far as I can tell, all of his movies suck. And they're all things like this stupid Tarzan movie, where they're like, they take it so seriously, and so they hire this guy because they're like, nobody is going to take it more seriously than this guy. Oh, he's not going to deliver the dumbest lines like anybody else, you know? I mean, yeah. his, his freaking... the Definitely the script in that movie was totally just stupid. But, yeah, yeah. If there's dumb lines to say, he gave them with a great straight face. So. <laughs> okay, well, I still don't see it, but now my expectations are lowered. Now, I did see Black Phone. Black Phone? I think that's what it is. Oh, yeah. With Ethan Hawke. That's good. It, it is good. It really is. I liked it. I mean, it's kind of right in that line between suspense and horror, but uh, but it was really not too bad. That was, that's been I enjoyed for it. a long time. You know, so basically, this kid gets kidnapped, and this phone on the wall rings, and when he picks it up, it's other kids that have died at it's the end of this guy. The, so the ring, but with the phone instead of a video? No. Uh, no, no. It's not really like that. Um, Sounds exactly like it. It's not. I didn't it's feel not, it was. But he didn't answer the phone and he dies in seven yeah, days. Yeah, exactly right. This is more of trying to give him hints. With well, the ring, about, we watch the video and then you die. Right. Yeah. And this one, you answer the phone and they're giving <laughs> so you... They're exactly the they're giving you this one you're given you're answered the phone and you get hints on how to stay alive yes yeah. all so, the kids that he has killed yeah so if the ring was a video that told you how to stay alive well then maybe they'd be similar so but, somehow he has a connection maybe somehow he has a connection with the ghost of the children or whatever that have been kidnapped in the past and every time he answers the phone they give him another hint and yeah he yeah. try to get away yeah and how to do it because they're more after getting revenge on the killer than anything sure. else, you know. Yeah. But it's not bad. I, I enjoyed it. Cool. I liked it. And then I think I did tell I told you at the when we saw each other at the game night. I watched that Dominion, Jurassic World Dominion. Oh yeah, you which, said that was uh, horrible. Yeah, and like, it was horrible. I mean, I don't know. I was probably rough. Horrible was very strong. It no, was, it's it was horrible. horrible. Like I thought, Rise of Skywalker was horrible. It was you know? better than the so last one. It's one of those one. movies that it was worse than Rise just, of Skywalker. Just throw too much crap into it. 
I was telling these, or I think I told you, I should have played a drinking game during that stupid Jurassic World Dominion that every time Chris Pratt comes out and goes like this, I should have yeah. drank. I'd be drunk. I, I, I swear. I enjoyed it. He just, yeah, then I probably would have liked the movie. So, no, that but. movie was... So bad. On, I would say that there are only a, two movies I would put in this category, but I would say Jurassic Park Dominion and Aquaman are those two movies. Ooh, yeah, Aquaman's not a very good movie either. I did not like that one. I'd, do, I'd totally watch Aquaman before I'd watch Jurassic Park. No. Again. I uh, would watch Jurassic Park before Aquaman. Anyway, I'd take Jurassic Park 3 over Jurassic Park Dominion. Well, sure. <laughs> well, I would sure. take any of the Jurassic Parks over the last one. <laughs> I tend to agree with that, that comment there, yes. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of liked the one before it better than this last one. I don't even know. Oh, absolutely. Well, called. yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Yeah. Oh, any yeah. of them. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah any of them are better yeah. than the last one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Man, anything, anything else you watched, Matt? You want to jump in? Am I the only one watching Bad Batch? I watched the first two episodes. I watched that, but, I mean, it's Star Wars, so I watch anything that's Star Wars. Oh, is there a new season? Of Bad, Bad Batch? Batch? Yeah. It yeah, started okay, three weeks what... ago, I think. Something like that. Yeah, I think we're only three episodes or, no, five episodes in. Five, so I'm three episodes behind. Is it? Yeah, that could be. It started with two, and yeah, now you're getting one dropped. each week. Yeah, I don't know then. So yeah, I think I'm all caught up though. Two. No, the one they dropped today, I didn't watch. Yeah, so that yeah. would be five. Yeah, yeah. Is it good? Bad batch. Oh, yeah. It's okay. Yes, so I mean, what? Not today's. Not today's. Just in just general, just season two in general. Got it. Yeah, season two in general. I, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, first two good. episodes seem good. I really like the, like the first season. Yeah, it was good. That, it's just you, more of the same, right? Are you all caught up, Matt? Yeah. Uh, did you watch... I like that third one where it focused on... Uh, what's his name? The sniper guy. Yeah, that was good. That yeah, was pretty I good. Liked, I liked that tangent. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Actually, cause what was it? It was uh, Cody. Uh-huh, right? Commander Cody Commander. with him. Um, yeah. I mean, this is a thread that you don't get a lot of in the series because the Bad Batch are together except for the one dude. So yeah, the Commander Cody episode I thought was a really nice glimpse into how the clones aren't actually all the same, you know, and not just the Bad Batch, but like even some of the regular clones. I thought that was a thing they haven't touched on in a while, which was nice. Right, right. Yep. No, I watched that one though. I do. I, do. I, I like it for the most part. Cool. Um, I forgot. I did watch Violent Night. Oh, oh yeah. You said, have you guys oh, seen God. that? Yes. No, I have not. Yes. You? That oh, movie's sorry. great. I liked it. I love that movie. I enjoyed it's it. So good. Um, it's great. I I Touch didn't know that. Nose. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that was Beverly D'Angelo. Oh really? Oh my god. Really? I was right. watching it and I'm like, that voice sounds familiar. I can't figure it out. I had to Google it, like the IMDB, the cast or whatever. I'm like, oh my god. Like so, like halfway through the movie. But uh, yeah, that was that's a great movie. I love, love when he finally gets his hammer. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's pretty good, too. Yeah. Santa was a, a Viking or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was an interesting premise. Like, it's weird. And then, everything about that movie should have been, like, a home run for me. And I just didn't... Really? I don't know. It, it didn't click. I was just... Really? Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I well, I was excited to finally see it, and I came out of that, like, even throughout the whole movie. It wasn't even at the end. It was just, like, every 30 minutes or so, I was like, God, this is re 
really bad and I should like this. But something about it just didn't click. I don't know what it was. The whole, this is what uh, Home Alone would have really been like, that was great. The Home Alone gags. <laughs> I love that. Actually, I liked that piece. Um, it's like... When, when he's when the first bowling ball comes down and then he stands there and waits for the next one and smashes his head down onto the nail, I was like, oh my god! I was just and that chick stuck in the glue or whatever. Like, right? I was just like, when he fell down on that plate with all the screws and nails coming up through it, like, oh, that was. It was hurt. That, it that hurt. was what I kind of envisioned Home Alone in real life. Right. Like, I, I love that. We had this conversation at work with Home Alone. Is it the second one? Yeah, the second one. Well, all of them, but the second one specifically. When he's up and he hurls the brick and nails nails him in the head with the brick from the... And we're like, he'd have been dead. Yeah. Like, And then he hits him like five times <laughs> with a brick, you know? It's a comedy dime. I understand. You can't be killing people. <laughs> So it was Violent Night. So it was Violent Night. <laughs> it was an R-rated comedy. It was an R-rated comedy, but anyway, I did see that. I liked it. It all, it clicked for me. It was like Die Hard and like Home Alone and I don't know what else rolled into whatever, but I well I can't say. Are you gonna watch it? Maybe not okay. now. <laughs> well, I was really really gonna spoil it, but but I guess I won't. Yeah. Thank you. But I should have seen that twist coming. You can do a review without spoiling <laughs> things. No, it's a twist. Like I should, I should have seen that Dude, twist. He's gonna watch it. Stop. I know. <laughs> well, now he'll be trying to figure out what the twist what the is. twist is. Yeah, I've already because there's like two or three of them. <laughs> there really is. I don't care. <laughs> but, I love you not spoiling this for him. I know. Great. I know. Yeah. Are you watching the Willow series? At all? No. Oh. I don't know. I I mean, I can't say that I was a big fan of the film in the 80s or anything else, but uh, we did watch the Willow series, and I honestly liked it. So honestly? I did. Honestly. Just, not just fake. I, I, I really thought I was going to go into this thing hating it, and I probably should, but I found it fun. I found the characters kind of enjoyable. and It turns out I'm not a fantasy person, so like Lord of the Rings... Like, even Turns out. Game of Thrones was a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Like, I don't know, you get too far into that, it, yeah, that's not... Oh, okay, happen. okay. Huh, I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't, I mean... I I'm didn't not surprised. Matt doesn't strike me as a fantasy person. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, I'm going to pause right now. All right, so, we're done with TVs and movies. Yeah. All right, comics. Did you read comics, Matt? I did. Anything other than Letter, letter 44? Um, well, I got two Kira, Akira sort of special edition books directly from Japan, so I can't really say I read them. But sure. But I did... Uh, you did get they them. They were basically this uh, Atomo, what is it? Uh, the Master Works. Oh, cool. The Complete Works of Atomo. And it's he takes all the storyboards for the film. And write the like writes next to them and like gives some backstory and like kind of so it's like you get a look into the production of the of the film through the art, which was super cool. Um, I've got the third one on the way, and it has some of the cells, some of the like layered uh, animation cells from the movie. 
Mm -hmm. So it has some like pretty cool art. It's going to be a little bit further, so it's like more of the polished work, and so it's showing more of the animation process. But anyway, I found these. I don't even know how I found these, but the uh, first off, they're bright pink, so I love the friggin' aesthetics. And then the content, just being able to look at Akira in a different way is just kind of awesome. So cool. I did read those, but it's not. I guess I didn't read them. That's fair. I just was um, figuring out how much we should go around and all that. So. All I read was the required stuff and the Savage Dragon because. Cool. Why don't you guys it. talk about Savage Dragon then? Since you how both awesome read it. it is! Really, whatever. It's Scott the greatest is. book ever. Created I, I agree, in comics. but I'm curious what Scott. Oh, no, I'm being serious. Yeah, what did you think, Scott? Have you read this before? No. 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 You so he has like no it. nostalgia. Like Scott didn't I have like it. No nostalgia factor to it at all. Yeah, but you don't really need nostalgia. It's still good. Okay. It, it's it, it it reads quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> reads quick. <laughs> reads quick. So have so you this ever is... read Savage Dragons, uh, Matt? I've read a, a page or two, like like a book or two, but nothing. I've not. I probably haven't read a full trade word. Gotcha. This is Robert Kirkman's favorite comic book. And I can totally understand why. Because Because he made Invincible just like it. Exactly right. (laughs) Exactly. This is basically, you could tell that this was Was the blueprint for Invincible. Was a precursor to other stuff. It had a huge influence on Kirkman's style. But the thing is that Kirkman is more of a actual writer than I think Eric Larson is. That's fair. So he could take some of those ideas that larson was doing and expand onto him to a certain point make him a little more uh cohesive well cohesive you know make more structure first argument anybody's ever delivered for why i should read savage read savage dragon that has made me actually want to do it okay now savage dragon it's like a popcorn movie like you got to go it really is it's just fun over the top superhero comics that's all it is like there's no like depth or anything it's there's just... really not much depth i mean he is all into you know let's like, i, I want to move from one point to the next to the next i'm going to throw some of those little odd sentence in here and just keep on moving oh wow i'm not even gonna like even build any relationships pow we'll just kill somebody and then we'll deal with the repercussions later but we'll deal with those repercussions for issues to come i guess i don't know it's it, it's not bad it d- definitely for I I do probably kick myself a little bit for not buying it when I bought all the other image shit because it's the best image book. It is. Um, no, it, at that point in time, I would have, and probably even now, I would say Spawn. Oh no! So I have to Spawn disagree. from a overall aspect of what I wanted at the time. Spawn oh. was was cool, and yeah. still to to me, I I found that idea and everything better than than this i feel I like liked... spawn is paced too slow this moves at a good pace oh this moves at a crazy pace I and so you that. never get bored you never like oh i, I need to take a but break it just right. draws you in and you just read but it and... here's the thing i'm reading what maybe 12 issues you know type yeah, things about... and if i read 12 issues of spawn i'd still like it but i think that you know i would still rate spawn better because i'm going oh wow look at the when's potential the last time you read spawn so I don't know. It's probably five years. Let ago me more. let you borrow so, my compendium. But hey, can you hold that book up? I want to see the format. It's just like Invincible Ultimate Collections. Oh, sweet! It's the exact. This first one just came out. He's so, he's gonna try and do all all of it. But. So that means there will be around thirty of them, probably. 
I think there's two like he's there's two hundred fifty like issues. Two fifty so. plus. He's like two sixty. Yeah. Something. So like not quite. So that. now you're talking twenty four ish. Yeah, twenty four, twenty five ish. I don't know. Twenty four, twenty five. Yeah. Well, the thing with the thing with, no pick them up in this format. It's it's the Invincible Ultimate Collection format. It's the best format. The um the thing with and I think these or I think in stock trades has it like at fifty percent off. The thing with Savage Dragon too is you know Eric Larson as it goes on he does get better. I think at storytelling he does he do does some crazy he gets stuff. Better. Um, he does you know tie things together. He does build worlds. It, it gets pretty crazy. Uh, but the the one of the neatest things about Savage Dragon is he was like even from the beginning, it's in real time, meaning, uh, thirty day a month from issue to issue, thirty days passes in his book. So the characters age out, things happen. It's not like Marvel where it's Spider Man and Peter Parker still you know whatever, a teenager for three hundred issues or whatever. It does change. It does evolve. The main character changes, you know, and, and things happen because... Well, and I think that's part of the problem that you end up encountering here. You know, I think, to your earlier point, Savage Dragon is probably a little bit of a slow burn in some ways, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's jumping across, but yet you can tell a lot of the stuff that's happening in here is, I need to keep readers... Or we're all over the place because, you know, we're image and we're trying to build things because there's a freaking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle crossover. There's a buildup of, you know, I need to make a super team or something like this. Right. You well, know, oh, I've got to do this and this and I got to re- make sure I do this, you know. So I think he's setting some good building blocks and maybe that's part of the reason why it feels in some places rushed and in other places it's kind of like, Where's it going? You know, some of this type of stuff. Because he's, it, like, it, I think you hit it. it the pacing is is really it's kind frenetic. of... frenetic. Oh, it, it's, it's wild. I it's, love it's, it. It's kind of weird with that. <laughs> now, it may stay that way for all I know. But it gives you an itch there where I don't know that I can necessarily say it's a really great comic. Because I think you need to have a little bit more. Right now, I can understand what he's doing there. And it was probably solid enough. And especially my 20-year-old self probably would have... You know, really liked it, yeah. but you know, you, unfortunately now I still thought it was good, but you know, I feel like there maybe needs to be something a bit more. You know, it, it's you know, of course you guys like rant and rave about it too. And yeah, well, there's I some nostalgia. Good, I, I also know. have another so. 260 issues of it that I've already read that I right. and so going back, I already have that context. That's probably true. Yeah, too. And so that helps yeah. as well because yeah. you see, oh yeah, I remember this. Like, you know, oh this is cool because it you know it kind of ties into what's happening yeah. now. And, it was like I I felt like a kid on Christmas. Like it yeah. was very nostalgic. It brought that back. Ninety two or whatever, because yeah. I don't know that I've read that. I probably haven't read that shit since ninety two, ninety. I reread all my Savage Dragons. Like I've never done a reread. Of oh wow! I've never done a reread of Savage Dragons. One through and so whatever. It was just cool. It it hit, did hit that nostalgia factor for me, but like I just I was I had a big smile on my face like the entire time I was reading that. Book. I can believe like, it. I was just I want the rest of them now. Like, yeah. I, want, I, I don't want, know why he hasn't solicited the next one yet. He yeah. said he was going to... like, God, every three months? He said he was going to crank them out fairly quickly, but I haven't seen a second well, one yet. I, I mean, if you're you're looking at 22, yeah. 24, if he did two a year, 
You're still forever. looking at 12 years. I'll be before, dead. I know, I'll be dead before I get all of the books out, let alone, I don't know how long Eric Larson's going to live, but I'm like, <laughs> Jesus, that's crazy. Well, and I do have you know? to give, though, credit. I mean, you know, granted, he was one of the artists that left, you know, and things, but Jesus Christ, the art in this thing is just freaking insanely great. Yeah. great. And it is very, it is very image, it is very violent, it is it very It is very bloody. violent. There's a, there's, there's a lot of blood. A lot of, blood a lot of red stuff. Lots but there of again, pages. I mean, it... Yes. It, Goes back to you know what Kirkman probably does too, and goes yeah. Well, we I need more blood here. It hasn't met the met the levels of Savage Dragon yet. I think so. there is an issue in there where it's all splash pages. And yeah, there's one of the cool I think things too. That's one of the cool things. Like even when we talked to him, he talked about how like he's always and he's talked about it in interviews and letter pages and things like that. But for him to stay interested in, it, he's always trying to come up with a gimmick for an issue. Oh yeah, like. I'll do an entire issue that's all splash pages. I'll do an entire issue where every page is two panels. I'll do, you know what I mean? Like, he's just coming up with, I'll do an entire issue where there's 12 panels on every page. Like, he, or he'll have it turned, or he just does things aesthetically. To keep him challenged. To keep him challenged and interested in it. And so, I don't know, it's cool. I, I really, I mean, I love Eric Larson. And I love that, like, he, he hasn't done it all the time because he's had pl- places where he's been slow or he hasn't cranked out an issue for six months. But he's still doing Savage Dragon. He's still writing and drawing Savage Dragon from when it started in well, Image. And, and he's I, the only one <laughs> that I has do done that. I do love his, because the, the, Kirkman does the forward. So the afterward, I think is Larson's, I think, or something. Where, where he talks, somewhere in here, it talks a bit about how he's had this idea since he was like oh, yeah. 12, you know, or yeah. something, you know, and dabbling with things, you know, and whatever else, and then just really trying to flesh it out, you know, once he was going on to his own creator or thing. And I think that put him a leg up on, on the rest, you know, in some ways. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, where he had already had all these stories in his mind that had been, you know, just percolating for two decades, you know. Right. Uh-oh. You started BPRD without me? I got the new Omnibus. I got BPRD Omnibus Volume 3. Three? Yeah, because I have one and two over there. You already read one and two? It's like years ago. Um, oh, so we're going to reread that one? And are we? I wanted to. How do they reprint? They're not all out. They... No, I know that, but how do they... How do they... Re... Do they do it in order? Yeah, yeah. it's in order. See, uh, they that's... take a tree. That's basically... They cut it down. That's three trades. <laughs> No, I understand. Oh. But I think when they did the hardcovers, I don't yeah. think they did them in order. They did them out of order. No, did... I think the hardcovers mimic these exactly. Do they? Okay. Yeah, because I have two of the hardcovers, and I couldn't get the rest of them because they're out of print. And they started putting these out, so I bought the third one of that. Because the first one is like... And that mimics the third hardcover that I can't get. Okay. The frogs? Yeah, it's still Plague of Frogs, but they really don't deal much with the Plague of Frogs in that one. Because it's kind of like a lull in the war with I the have frogs. all of the hardcovers, and I need to read them, because I've only read, like, the first You have all the one ones that, like, the the next series, too, like, the End of the Earth, or whatever it's mm-hmm. Hell on Earth, or whatever it's called. Every single one I bought when they come out. Wow, you're so smart. I yeah, didn't I buy them. I haven't read them. So now I'm stuck with soft covers. Right. Well, yeah. I'm sure you could get Anyway, I read covers. BPRD Omnibus Volume 3. And especially since money's no object to you, I mean, what is price? You could get them. You're going to pay $1,000 for a hardcover. <laughs> no kidding. I, I just buy the softcover, get the same enjoyment. Then you could just slap two hardcovers on top. You could actually t- send the softcover into your binding company. They won't be able to match it. Make it a I have cover. to have a desk jacket made. That's expensive. They actually have the uh, archives number one, volume one, 
of Savage Dragon on Comixology? Yeah, is it in color? Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to get a sample. Because he put out some archives that are in black and white, like archives. Really? Wow. Like compendiums that were black and white, but uh, you don't want those. You need the color. You definitely want color. But anyway, BPRD Volume 3, it's got three trades worth of stuff. It really flows. There's like sort of a story in each trade, but it kind of... The stories and the characters kind of flows between each one. I mean, there's a lot of continuity, which is interesting. Yeah, so, it's uh, black and white, you're right. Uh, that's a bummer. But anyway, this is good. Uh, like I say, I'm not going to go too much detail into each story, but one's kind of... Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I don't want to... Like Spoiler break down each. Me. Well, I don't want to break down each story like by gotcha. plot because there's like three different stories in here. But no, you this enjoy was, it. Though, yeah, right? this was super good. Like, is it among the best Hellboy story or BRPD Hellboy. stories? BPRD Cowboy, is Hellboy. almost better than Hellboy in a lot Did of I ways. Say Cowboy? I thought I said Hellboy. Hellboy. Said Cowboy. I he said Hellboy. BPRD is in some ways better than Hellboy because it's the same flavor, but you have all these different characters, like, and each character. Has their own story and sort of personality, and so they get to a lot more depth, a lot more uh, characterization, and just developing their relationships. And so, from that aspect, I think it's superior in a lot of ways. The art is not Mike Mignola, which is is that which is a guy downside, Davis? but it's all Guy Davis, who is really cool. Oh, is if you awesome. like ugly art, Guy oh Davis is the dude because he just draws stuff just jacked up and ugly. Nothing's pretty, but it's good. I love Guy Davis. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a style you have to get used to, but uh, I enjoy it. But yeah, no, this is really good. I recommend BPRD to anybody. Do you? Cool. Yeah, I do. I Did you? You read the life. first one, right? But you didn't really care for it, so then you didn't read the second, or did you read the second? I don't think that I did read the second. I think I only read the first. Uh, okay. Well, you may have to start reading it again. Scott. I may have to. But you're already behind. So. I am already behind. I, I, I just can't seem to. We'll start reading it. Up. Me and you will read it. You know, you do. I thought push we said, I thought I said did, mind I management. We did, but we can do our own little thing. That's true. You too. guys can do whatever he, you want. He pushes we me. can do our extra, extra work. All right, cool. Um, this was a big pile of steam and a crap. Steaming pile of thought, oh, crap. But it's got Capula art. That could be bad. The art. It's so, written by Greg or Todd McFarlane. He's such a good writer. And it's Spawn. Batman Spawn. And it's Batman. The, the new crossover, Batman Spawn. It's got to be um, great. No, I don't even know, like, I couldn't even tell you what happened in this thing. Like, I don't even understand. It's because Todd McFarlane's not as good of a writer as Eric Larson. He's not. Or Frank Miller, who wrote the first one. The art's pretty to look at, mostly. But mostly? Yeah. Aren't they I mean, basically think, the same person? Who, Capula and McFarlane? No, Batman and Spawn. Yes, and <laughs> that's pretty much what this book is about. I mean, it's like... I, I don't know, dude. It's weird. It, it's very strange. I tried to understand it. Is it only supposed to be a one-shot? I Yeah, I think so. But then at the end, it said... To be continued? Well, sort of. <laughs> it's just one issue? I thought it was just a special. It's not a series? No, I don't think so. Cool. But... Did it sell a bajillion it, copies? I don't know. I'm sure it did. But it's kind of extra thick, though, isn't it? It's just got a cardstock cover, right? It's oversized. It, yeah, it's, it's like oversized. I mean, it's like seven dollars. Seven dollars for that one shot, man! What a ripoff! It's probably like forty-eight pages. They should put that in like prestige format. It's probably uh, it's McFarlane and, and Kapoo and Spawn. I touched it though. Batman. So now it just it's got smudges on it. I yeah. touched it. Oh, you bent I, the cover. I Look, it's like shedded on it. Staying open. <laughs> I shedded on it. 
Shed it. What did shed. you shed? I, my beard his hair. beard. Wow. He had this big old giant beard hair on the beard back. Hair. I use it for bookmarks sometimes. <laughs> um, right, no, this was this was not good. I'm not sorry. Not good. Well, you should have known. I mean, but I was holding out hope. Did you actually read? It was Capula. Yeah. It's Capula on art, and I like Capula. Well, of course. So you should I need to go it. back and reread the uh, first one. Did you know they made a movie? Because didn't Frank this? Miller? I see movie, and then I read the book. <laughs> didn't Frank Miller write, write the first it? one? I don't know. It's like no. ten years, thousand years ago. I think he did. Probably. Frank Miller wrote Batman vs. But he did it for money. I think so. Well, so I'm sure. it wasn't very good. Well, oh shit, you're right. Because I had that. I think I had that. Speaking of not very good. Oh, wow. I loved that when it first came out, and then I reread it. Man, it's not good. No, it's not. Why is it so bad? Is that Frank Miller? It's yeah. really wordy. It's wordy? The, the story but not is, in a good way. The story's not that great. And I don't know what's going on with Ramita. I am not digging his artwork. This is old this. stuff. This is uh, Daredevil, The Man Without Fear. I would just the, have him stop yeah. writing stuff with Frank Miller because that Batman book was horrible. Batman Year One or whatever. The five-issue miniseries or whatever by Frank Miller and six. John Romita Jr. Five? No, it's five. Okay. Thank God it was only five. <laughs> um, I, I, this is a weird art phase for Ramita. I don't know. I like, like that art phase, actually. Are you really? Like, like I these, mean... Like, all these lines, like, there's way like too Wasn't many. that when he was doing Punisher Wardrobe? There's and way cool too stuff? It might be. I need to go back and look at that. But I don't know what it was. There was something that was throwing me off in this book. I did not really... There's just... I remember really liking that book when it huh? came out. Show me, Don. Show him. Well, like, he's got way too many lines going. I can't going. see it from there. I know. Okay. He's got, like, way too many lines going on. And he's got lines going... And I usually like, like lines, but... I like lines normally. It's, he likes lines. It's like too much, but... I thought it looked pretty damn good myself, I, but... I don't think but, the problem with that book is the art, man. It Part of it is. Let me see. Um, I did like the last issue, though. It seemed like he kind of toned it down or whatever he did. Like, the last issue, I was kind of digging. But, I don't know. It. I think they recolored this and effed it up. I think the artwork's fine. I think the coloring jacked it up. Well, I'll have to go pull out my issues. Pull out your issues and see if they're colored this bad. But yeah, the story is... Crap. I don't know. It's an origin like, story, right? It's an origin story. It's almost like Daredevil Year One. It is. And but that's, not good. That's what it was written Who as. Last Matt. Like, Frank Miller... T- they talk about how Frank Miller, when he called John Romita Jr., or however they communicated then, he was like, Hey, I got this... Uh, I got this uh, Daredevil Year One thing. He's like, I wrote it up as a script for a movie, but that's not going to happen, so let's turn it into a comic book. And if you read, like, some of the stuff, I think even, like, I, I think it was rushed. I think Ramita, I think Ramita really, really rushed that book. Are you there? I think that's part of it. I mean, I'm not saying it's terrible art, because I like John Romita, but there's... Was he working on multiple books at the time? No, because I think he said he dropped everything to do this. Because they thought, which I'm sure they did, but there's like a phone conversation or whatever, and they're like, we're going to make a million dollars, we're going to be able to retire, like they... Because they thought it was going to be a movie? Well, no, I think they just thought it was going to sell so much, and it was in, what, the 90s? ish when 
Oh, is that you calling him? You're back. I thought maybe you were done with Don talking about this book. <laughs> Don? Uh, no, my, my phone died. Talk oh, about lines. But uh, I don't know. There's uh, a lot of it, lines. It just seemed like too much. It seemed like over... I, I got I got overwhelmed with, with lines on, on some of that stuff. The speed cool. lines. There's some really cool like splash pages and pages and art pages in there. Like, Don't get me wrong. Like, I like John Romita, but for the most part, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's the coloring. Go look at the original. They were talking about in the back of it when when the whole project came together. And so, like, John Romita, like, I think he said he took, like, six months to do this. Like, he dropped everything else and just focused on this and got it done because they were in a hurry to get it done. Huh. So he cranks it all out. And then Frank Miller was supposed to go back and script it. Yeah. And he was filming RoboCop 2 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so Frank Miller just disappeared and they couldn't get a hold of him. And John Romita Jr. is like, you son of a... Like, I dropped everything to do this and now you can't even get a hold of you because you're out doing a movie or whatever. But what a bastard. What a bastard. So I feel like in some cases he's trying to get his inner Frank Miller for some... There, There bit. is a little bit of that, but... I mean, I mean have you ever read that, to... Matt? Did you read that back in the day? Have you ever read that book? Which one? The Frank Miller, we're still talking about the Daredevil. Don's, no, Daredevil Don's... wasn't one that I... I think I started it, but I didn't get into it like a lot of his other stuff. Like, I really liked Sin City back in the day. Um, what was the... There was a couple of other things, but... Hard-boiled. Yeah. Hard-boiled? The Dark Knight. Give Me Liberty. Um, yeah, it was the... Dark the rusty big big robot and rusty or whatever cool yeah that was good 300 do you want to talk yes. about letter 44 uh sure yeah all right I mean, go ahead who's read that Don i has. i think but it's been a while so like i said in the thing i remember and you had the first trade didn't you i remember the premise I think I remember. And I remember a little bit, but I don't remember like how it ended or anything like that. I, like, or so maybe I just... I'm sort of familiar with it. it I have the... Remember that. I bought like the oversized hardcovers. I think there's like three of them, maybe. I don't know, but but I... They're like 60 bucks a piece. I remember liking it. Cool. I know I talked so, about it. Yeah, do you guys know the premise? Yes, I do. Scott probably doesn't. Um, or maybe he does. Something about uh, the guy becomes president and finds out that there's other life out there and that they need to prepare for it or something to that effect. That they're, yeah, they're like Basically, there's alien life basically in our solar system and they think they're building a giant gun. Okay, yeah. I, I do know that general premise there of things. Because it sounded pretty good and I knew that I had heard it of it and that's why i thought maybe i read like the first trade or maybe it was just don reviewed it and told me that so um that's charles soul right yep yeah okay so yeah i know a little bit like that much you know it's interesting when you've got so the first part of it is just the justification i think around getting uh, this manned mission, and it was basically like you're telling everybody you're sending them to Mars, but they're actually on a one-way mission to the moon of Jupiter or wherever it is that the alien craft is being is being built. So there's like there's the whole piece of it, which is like what happens to a group of people who are on this potentially you know dead end mission, 
and uh, and then it and then you get into like what happens once they get into contact, you know. And so like the, there's like these phases of it that are pretty interesting. And so high level concept, not to spoil anything, you go through. There's like the getting human beings in contact with the aliens phase. There's the what happens once they get contact phase, and then there's the what happens when you return, you know, like when you basically come back having talked to or interacted with the aliens and how the human race responds. And so there's like kind of three distinct phases of the, of the overall story. And I think conceptually I dug it. Like I really wanted to see, like first off, the, the three phases were each uniquely interesting. So even if they were standalone concepts, they could still be interesting. Um, so it was well written, I think, and scripted. And the art was mostly... I'd say BB plus is solid. I like the artist. If for that long, you know, I would occasionally like somebody else to take over an issue, but uh, you know, it's all right. And then um, the I don't want to say the ending, but like the, the the themes and the concepts and like what what is the human race really capable of? What would we actually do? And like kind of thinking about that, I think it was an interesting concept to challenge, but. Um, I feel like you lost it a little. He, it was like, um, it was like pretty solid. You know, it was like all four feet on the ground, just like racing. And then at the end, a little bit of sputtering, not quite sure how to get it over the line kind of a thing. And uh, yeah, but I thought like where it ended up was cool. But but you like the overall kind of trip to get to that indie though, it sounds like. The overall actually, journey to the I, end. I, I'd reread it. Cool. Cause like it was just enjoyable. Um, even now that I know where it ends, but I would probably enjoy it for different reasons. Like sometimes when I get into a story like that or like this particular one, I when I get excited to see some kind of resolution, uh, I'll push ahead and I kind of raced through the story because I was like trying to get to the end. Oh yeah. I would actually go back and, and probably reread for depth uh, on and see if I if I pick anything else up. But it was good. Yeah. Seems like Charles Soule always has really cool concepts, but he doesn't always carry it through perfectly. I mean, he does pretty well, but he has really cool ideas and concepts, and then sometimes they turn out good, and sometimes they're not as good as they seem. Sometimes the concept is better than the execution. I think everybody's son done. He did a a Darth Vader. He did do Darth Vader. He did. uh, Everybody's done a Star Wars book. He did curse, wor- curse Words. I don't know if you ever read Curse Words. I didn't. He's currently doing 8 Billion Genies, which is a really cool idea. Oh, my gosh. And that one gets a lot of buzz, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it got picked up by, like, Amazon or something. Up. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just then, remember I've actually read a, all over the place a novel by him, and the novel's the same way. It's got a really cool idea. I think. It's not always. What else? I mean, he's done, he's done, um, you Books, know, Daredevil. Comics. He's yeah, done he mainstream stuff. I yes. can't. He did Daredevil for a while. What? Uh... Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff, but cool. All right, what's next? I got, a... I got a couple real quick ones. I'll go through. Right, what go oh. for it. You got about the Jana the Un... Jana the Un... and the Impossible Monsters Volume nice. Two. That's Somni. Yeah, it's Chris Somni. Chris it, Somni is that is... the first trade? Second. That's why I said Volume Two. Oh, I was on this team. I know it might help. Have you read the first one? I have. Right. That's why I read it. I don't remember you talking about two. it. 
I don't know that I ever talked what? about it. You jumped to the second one and didn't read the first? I read the first one. <laughs> All right, so this is a, it's kind of like a kid's book um, as far as, <laughs> it's about these, it's kind of like, why I, that's why I haven't bought it. So it's, I'm curious. The I Somni mean, really pulled me in, but I, think I know it's, it's aimed, aimed at for slightly younger, younger readers. readers. But that, it's pretty good for anybody because, I mean, it's just about these two sisters and it's like a post-apocalyptic world where there's like monsters running around. And one of the sisters is like super strong, so she just goes around punching the monsters, you know, and they find like little refugee camps and kind of find people to hang out with. Mm-hmm. In this one, they actually get kidnapped and they throw Jana, who's the strong one, into a ring to fight like monsters and stuff. So, but... The art by Somni is like some of the best cartooning art I've ever seen in a book. It just and the coloring is so good. Like just the whole thing is just. I mean, I would say I like this stuff better than Firepower. I mean, I, mean, I think he's great in Firepower, but this just feels. I don't know. Look at it. What do you think of the art? I just think it looks really great. It's just one of the best looking books I've seen, and it just all just flows really well. It's super quick read. Like it's a lot of uh, the pacing, just everything. I just really like. Like I said, the story itself is not like great, you know, groundbreaking or anything, but it's just really entertaining and just really well done. Is that what's in front of you? Is that all of this a stack of those this stuff? No, on your right hand. This? Yeah, yeah. That's just fables. That's just fables. It's one book. The compendium. Oh. We've been re- we've been reading fables one trade at a time for the last I don't know, 15 podcasts. Because <laughs> I think there's... Maybe there's 20. How many trades are we ran a trade feels, feels every like podcast? 13 years. 22. 22 trades. So for 22 podcasts, we've been reading fables. And so we so finished almost it. a year, but not quite. This this last week, we read the final trade, so we're done with fables. But I bought them in... I bought them... Yeah, kind of. I bought them in compendium, so it's like it's like eight trades altogether, six trades or something. I would agree that the art is really good in this, though. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's got a certain... Well, just the coloring yeah. and the way the pacing is and just the storytelling. It's just it's just the whole package. From an art standpoint, it's just really amazing. Yeah, from an art side, yeah, I kind of kind of dig some of that. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. Really well done. The cover artist for most of the Fables books is James Jean, who's like been one of my favorites forever. Uh, I actually have some of his art. Uh, it's... Uh, all of my tattoos are inspired by actually that Fables artist. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, they were all pulled from his work. Yeah. Um, so basically, my whole left arm at this point uh, is James Jean. Yeah. Is James Jean. Yeah. Which is so I actually the only Fables book I have is the collection, the like art book edition collection of Fables covers. Oh, cool. And his his whole like he like does teardowns on like his process. So there's like stage pictures and. Uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool. Like, cool. Uh, I actually bought and framed. He did Batgirl covers once for like I think it was like three issues. Um, I think it was some of his first work, his, some of his first published commercial work. Um, so I had those um, framed, which uh, I haven't hung, but they're somewhere in here. Nice. Yeah, Fables was kind of his breakout work, and that's how people learned about him. And then he kind of went big, and now he never went back to comics or anything for the most yeah. part. Now he yeah, just does he, paintings and sells them for five hundred thousand dollars or something. Wow, that would be nice. He did, 
and Matt owns a couple so of them. It was Fables. I think they're Fables got the product campaign, and then the product campaign basically paid for him to not ever have to work again, and he could just be an artist. And then now his art is what by itself is, yeah, huge demand, price tag. Luckily, he still sells prints, uh, <laughs> like screen prints and things. So yeah, that's, yeah. That's what I have, but it's uh, uh, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was I, I kept trying to read fables because of that. I never could get into it. Because again, I think it's the fantasy thing. But... Yeah, it could be. I, fables isn't super fantasy based to me. Like it's, I mean, there is obviously fan, fantasy elements, but it doesn't feel like your typical like sword and sorcery type book to me. But well, this last trade did a little bit, maybe. Mm, not really. <laughs> not really. But anyway, cool. Well, that was my Jonas. So someone, I guess Don needs to go next. Keep going. You got Birdhouse. I read, um, I read, Too Dead to Die, Too a Simon Dead to Cross die. Thriller, by Guggenheim and Chaikin. Oh, so it's Chaikin. That's why you bought it. Die. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. Okay. So. <laughs> is that right? image? Here's your tagline. The world may be done with him, but it still needs saving. That's right. See, like, <laughs> so, this is um, basically an American James Bond. It's James yeah. Bond, but an American. Such an original concept. Dead of British. And because we that. felt like we needed to rip off something else yet. And uh, they sell it. We see the book. I've tried. I did a little bit of research, and I'm sure it's fake. But they sell it <laughs> as like this was a thing in the '80s. Like there was a comic book, and like everybody knew who Simon Cross was. And there's like even a writer that they they quote. And they go through like a, like almost like an autobiography kind of of like this character. I don't remember those fucking comic books. I don't remember that character. Like I'm pretty sure it's all made up because I couldn't find anything either <laughs> online about it. Like I thought maybe I just totally missed like this whole genre because like the beginning like Guggenheim. I think it's Guggenheim. He's writing and he's like, man, if you were alive in the '80s. Like, Simon Cross was, like, the best thing. Like, every kid knew about it. And, like, it was so cool because it was, like, James Bond, but it was American. And so, anyway, I think it's, like... I think they originally must have done it in issues because there's, like, six issues. And it was broken up into, like, six chapters. Did you buy the issues? No, they didn't publish it in issues. They just came out with a trade. I think originally it was written in... Written... Written... It was written in chapters and drawn in chapters, but they decided just to collect the whole thing or whatever. But uh, and then he's gonna I go mean, home and take a look and go, oh no, I actually have been, one, two, four. <laughs> no, I don't. I've never heard of this. <laughs> never heard of this. But uh, um, um, can I just make one comment? I, I wish you would. Ass. Yes. Um, modern coloring does not do Howard Chaikin's art any favors. So. No. Okay. And that is not a good look. I'm, okay, so know. I thought about this. As I'm reading it, I, I'm not digging I the artwork. Don't give that to him. We don't want him to read it to us. Go I'm not, I'm not digging <laughs> Chaikin's artwork. And Chaikin, it, at least if it's the coloring or whatever, but it seems very, very basic. Very basic. And some of it's not even... Like... I don't know. Maybe he's assistant. He's supposed to be drawn like this beautiful woman character, and she does not look like a beautiful woman character in the face. I bet she that hurt her feelings. That hurt her feelings. Yeah. So anyway, there's this James Bond. Beauty is an eye of the beholder, Don. There's this James Bond character, American from the '80s, who is who is fighting. the The group is called Axis. A X I S. I don't remember what the hell it stands for, 
But, um, and now it's set in the present time and he's retired. And his, one of the, I can't even remember what her name was, but it was like a stupid name, like, uh, like all the James Bond women have stupid names. But, Dr. Pussy? Well, yeah, but whatever. Christmas, whatever. Pussy Galore. The, yeah, Pussy Galore, whatever. So she comes back to him in his apartment and she's like, he's like, who are you? And she's like, we had a one night bling or whatever like back in 1985 like in a yacht or whatever after this mission and i'm pregnant right and, and she she's gets like shot. and uh. she's like um and we have a daughter and then she gets shot and so he gets sucked back in he's trying to find his daughter and there's like this evil genius that she works for this corporation and they're trying to take over the world i mean it, it's a total james bond spy whatever thing I, I enjoyed nuance. it. You did enjoy Liberty it. Liberty nuance. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed the story. It was cool. I kind of appreciated what they were trying to do. It, it was more of like a kind of like a nostalgia kind of yeah. thing, sort of whatever. But I mean, it all takes place in the present, yeah. obviously, but I don't know. It kind of feels like that Mark Miller book, King of Spies, where it's like that old spy guy, you know, has to get back in the game one last time. Yeah. Every yeah. time I try to get and that's out, kind of, that's kind of what this is. He's like, so he finds out he has a daughter. And it's funny, like, several times they make the joke about, like, um, it's, it's like, you have a daughter? And he's like, how do you know that's the only one? <laughs> like, that's surprising that you only have one. Because he has, you know, like, James Bond has a lot sleeps of with, like, everybody. And that's, like, the Jimmy's Bastards. That goes the other way. It's yes. like a James Bond thing, but he has, like, a thousand kids. <laughs> He's left with, like, everybody. How does <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain not have any children? I don't know. Uh, birth control, I guess. But, you know. I have no idea. But anyway, I, I enjoyed it. So, Scott, Drew, either one of you guys want to borrow it? No. You guys want to crank through it? It's a fast read. <laughs> I'm good. No. All right. I'm good. I ordered... Savage Dragon won the hardcover. Nice. <laughs> well, we'll have to find out what you think about it. I yeah. hope it's not a disappointment. Yeah. Was it 20 bucks? Uh, like 25 and okay. like 5 for shipping or something. Cool. I read Qu Captain Suave. Oh, Scott has Captain Suave. The three. That's right. With the Infinity Gauntlet of things. You know, this... I understand what your problem You're was. This was the one... What you you spoiled oh, it for me? The original part where this is the one about that that the the backstory is care. stupid. Although yeah, because at first it just says his daughter was put into foster care, which makes it seem like they they took Turned her. Up. But then there is a part in here where it's like they gave her up or something. Yeah, like that, that's not how foster I care works. I don't exactly think that's how that works. I looked it up. It so, doesn't work like that. But I did like him beating up the cop, you know, up. type things that was yeah. there with the chain that gang or whatever. Good. You know, and then they're like, dude, what'd you do that for? We're going to get in trouble for this. Yeah. And he's like, what? So I honestly though don't know where this is really going, but it, I guess it's kind of fun. And goddamn, Kelly Williams, his fucking artwork, man. Yeah, that watercolor it. stuff is great. So, yeah. So. Yeah, I guess the problem with that is like it pulled me out of the story. Like, I could see that. I could see that. And so when there's so like Captain a little... Suave is like a homeless dude that thinks he's an ex superhero of some type, and so he is deranged in the mind, and he's going around beating up people for trying to think that he's saving things and whatever else. But usually it turns out bad, almost like a kick ass where he usually gets his ass kicked or something else, you know, type things. But he can hold his own sometimes. But you know, he does different things that homeless people do. Like he's drinking weird crap and thinks it's his elixir of power, you know, and it's probably just some weird mix of 
alcohol and other things that he's found and and uh, and things like that. But it's just him kind of traveling through this, you know, kind of slummy area of town and trying to save people. And it usually backfires in one way or another. But yet he still somehow gets back up and keeps going. Yeah. I, this will be quick. I read Strange Sports Stories. John Lucas. Have you read that? that? No, yeah. but I bought the issues that oh, okay. John Lucas did. It's Vertigo. So it's a four-issue anthology series collecting the trade paperback. Oh. And Drew, or he owns three of those four. I understand. And basically... I probably do. The ones I could find. There's four stories per issue, so there's 16 stories total. And Holy each cow. story has to have something to do with, like, sports. Dude, but sold. it's. Oh, I'll you won't like it. Oh, okay. really? Okay, then. No, thank you. No, you might like it. Who what? knows? Do you like anthologies? I don't know. Okay, give it a try. It's a, <laughs> anyway, it's a most of the stories basketball for a head. Most of the stories have like a science fiction bent to them. Oh my god, it sounds like something I would really love. I a mean, few are supernatural. Sports I mean, and science fiction. Come but on. there's only so much uh, you can do in like four or five, six pages. The one thing I will say is the art is generally really good. The writing, like I say, it's hard to write a a six issue story about sports. And they all start to kind of feel samey because it's like, oh, it's in the future and it's post-apocalyptic and, oh, sports are like this weird, you know, very violent thing. And it's, you know, it's kind of becomes kind of tropey, I think, for the most part. But uh, they try and do a few different things, but sometimes they'll do like a weird twist and the twist ends up being kind of dumb. So, you know, I don't know. Kind of dumb. It's okay. Like I said, the, the art is really good. I mostly bought it because John Lucas does some of the art in it, and I like John's stuff. And there's actually a bunch of other... There's a Paul Pope story in there. Oh, nice. The Paul Pope... It's They save it for the very last story, though. Like, you have to read the whole thing to get to the Paul Pope story. Well, you don't have to. You could have skipped That's true. I could have skipped. It's an anthology. And the art in the Paul Pope story is really good, but my mind was so, like, numb by the time I got to it. The story made no sense whatsoever. I couldn't even follow what was happening. So it's read the Paul Pope story first. Uh, so, so I should read this like a manga. Yes. Paul Pope? Yeah. I think you like him. I think you like him. THB, Heavy Liquid. Well, and uh, what um, is it? Nick uh, Dragot? Batman. Yeah, the, 100 like the art of that later. one is cool, but yeah, the story is like vapid. Oh, is it? Okay. Um, yeah, it's like the dumbest Pope thing I've ever Pope read. Hmm. I don't know. Well, I'll probably I mean, like it then. He's Paul Pope. I don't know what to tell you. THB. <laughs> I do have a pretty simple mind. Google so. it. <laughs> I'll look it up. I mean, I don't think he has like a seminal work that you would like know. He's just done a lot of his own creator-owned stuff. Megan Levins does some art. Yeah, Megan yeah. Levins does a story so, in there. Come Megan, on. Like Andy a, Parks. Uh, Battle Boy or... Yeah, he did Battle Boy. Battling Boy. Yeah. Yeah, he did that. He did a Batman Year 100 or something. He's done a bunch of stuff. And his art's very kinetic, very kind of... Almost Japanese sort of feeling, but not really. He's got He's really got his own thing going. and He's pretty cool. He's a great artist. So, I think you have a couple more, don't you, Don? Yeah. Okay, so, you probably didn't buy this. I didn't, I thought about it. For a trade? I, I'd probably get the trade. I, you and Scott would dig this. Like, this is totally up your alley. Really? But you didn't yeah. dig it? No, I liked it, but I know okay. you guys would like it. Um, so, it's basically, it's about this guy, and I'm going to try. I so, wish... Rob Gilroy, Rob <laughs> Gilroy was the writer. Um, there's another artist, I don't know. But anyway... Sam um, Lofi? I'm trying to remember... I like that guy, actually. Or Jean-Francois. I'm trying Sam to remember Lofi. exactly what happened, but... So it starts out, and there's oh, the man. main character... 
he has a wife and a kid, and he gets he gets propositioned or whatever. He gets this job offer to like go away for a year and like program this new AI and like a child or like an AI. He's supposed to teach it, live with it, or whatever for like a year, and then he comes back. And so he takes the job, and then it flash forwards like I don't know. 20 years, 30 years in the future or whatever. I do not dig the art though. And man. like the AIs yeah, no, have taken over. Like oh they're God. running and and like from the now back he's of the day. not married. Yeah, he and and this. They're all not this even is, listening to me. So I'm stuff. talking to Matt. These are the guys that I think would like the book, but they're not even listening to what it's about. So Because I don't want you to ruin it for me. I'm not ruining anything. So you told me I'm going to like this, you know? <laughs> Alright, whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, did you like the art? So it's like... Yeah, the art's fine. Really? But I really think I it, it gave me kind of a it gave me kind of like an ascender descender kind of feel. Oh, you're yeah. right. It that would be kind right of thing. I think you guys would both really dig that book. Oh, you hated descender. Yeah, I know, but I like this. Cool. Did you like so, this? So I, does that I, mo- I that I don't know though. If you hated the other ones that I really dug, uh, you're probably right. I probably, probably will get the trade. I'll just wait for Dirty by the trade. If they ever or trade, you guys will just never read. I think I think you should give me like the first five issues. This way, you get more incentive not to miss like that. I would agree. Okay. Without me reading panel to panel. I gotta get out of here, guys. What? Yeah, oh, he's well. an hour ahead. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Sorry we babbled forever. It was nice. Great. It's nice. great to see you, man. Yeah. Happy New Year. I'll, uh, I'll come back after I've read Savage Dragon. And I'll, All right, cool. Uh, and I'll have something else to talk about. There you Sweet. go. Nice. Fantastic. And we always talk about movies and TV, so you can always join so, in So, yeah, it's that. true. Yeah, that's a good point. So anything you watch is pretty much fair game, I think. So. Mandalorian Season okay. 3 starts March 1st. March 1st. Yeah, we're close. There's cool. uh, what was the other thing? Oh, I'll, I'll bring it next time. There was a Batman cart, uh, animated. I'll I'll talk about next time. That's oh, cool. On HBO Max. Oh, uh, one other one. Andor. Did you watch it? Oh, of course. Did you like it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. I can't. I have a hard time convincing these two to even watch it. I think he finally did. I but finished it. He talks nothing about it. No. I don't think he liked it. It was okay. It was. I, Exactly I'm, what I wanted from a, a series that's connected to Rogue One. Like they somehow got the tone exactly right, and it felt like it was definitely connected to it, to uh, Rogue One. And Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie. <laughs> since I agree Empire. with all of that statement except the very last one. <laughs> Who doesn't like Rogue One? I sure. like Rogue One. I just don't think it's that great. Well, you're wrong. Uh, I think it's you're just wrong. Like I would take almost. I would watch in almost any other. Star Wars. It's, Rogue One is not Star Warsy enough for him. No, it's really not. Is the problem? There's not enough of the fantasy part of Star I Wars. I feel like in it. I feel like Rogue One and Andor could just be a generic science fiction movie. That's really good, but it doesn't feel Star Warsy to me. Does that make sense? You know, I normally don't have a problem with people agreeing with me. Maybe it's disagreeing with me, but sometimes disagreeing with me is just wrong. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I know you're trying to go, but. I mean, it doesn't no feel. Here. It doesn't feel that Star Warsy, does it? To you, does it feel like it's Star Wars? Oh I don't yeah. Know. I mean, they're trying to. I think it does, but just, it's just a different the Death part. Star, but no. it's 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 the Rebels you versus the Imperials. It. So. Oh, I thought we were talking about Rogue One. Well, no, Rogue more One Andor. Is, it, it's but, uh, in there too, but I mean, still, Andor. I've watched half of Andor. Yeah. Half yeah. of an episode? I don't no, know. No, half of. I loved Andor. <laughs> 
I thought Andor was fantastic, yeah. but um, I watched like the I say, two I'm... first arcs. All right. Well, hey, agree to disagree. It's All right. Fine. Well, okay. hey, I didn't mean to keep you, but thank you. See ya. See you, guys. See you later. Take it easy. Are you buying nightclub? Or are you going to buy it in the trade? Buy in the trade. Gotcha. Switching to the trade. Okay. Did you like that one? Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's it's Mark Miller. It's Mark Miller. It's fucking. It's a. It's vampire. only two bucks. What if you're a teenager? What if you're a vampire? I think I read that book called Crimson. Hmm? Oh yeah, that back <laughs> so in the day. I think I read that book. It's called Crimson. Crimson. Uh, Way back yeah. uh, was that? Yeah, it's there's nothing ground. Or? There's nothing groundbreaking at all about this, and the I artist don't... I've never heard of. So, I mean, it's fine. I don't think Miller's trying to break new ground. I think he's just trying to tell fun stories. Yeah, he's like uh, Michael Bay of comics, and it's fun. <laughs> like it's without the slow mo, huh? Yeah, you can't even really do slow mo in comics. I mean, well. it it's okay. It's fine. I could live with it. I could live without it. Like if I had nothing else to read, I could read it, and I'd be fine. If, if I never read another issue of it, I'd probably be fine. I feel like everything Mark Miller does is very is good. But the last thing he did that I thought was great was probably Jupiter's Legacy. Like, that was the first thing. Last, not the last Jupiter's Legacy, but the first four. I really liked Nemesis, so I'm excited about that coming oh, yeah. back. But and he's not, not a good artist on that, does he? It's not McNiven. So. Isn't it Jimenez? Uh, I don't know who it is. Jorge Jimenez. He's yeah, pretty good. I'm not sure. Well, then he got Pepe Larraz to do his new book, didn't yeah. he? I don't know. Okay. I bought this. What do you think of that one? Hexware. It's I like the cover. That's horrible. Really? Yeah, I almost regret it. I kind of liked it. So huh. That book looks horrible. Around. Why did you buy it? I don't know. Is it Image? Yeah, it's Image. Oh. It's That's C- why he bought it. Because it's, C- it's Image and it's a number one. Yes. I don't know. It seemed very much um, like the... Uh, Magic Mosley. Order. It seemed very... Like mostly, but you like mostly. High techy, AI, witchcraft, futurist stuff. I don't, huh. I don't even remember very much about it. So, anyway. Kind of looks like the one. What do you have left? It depends what I want to talk about, but. Why do you have to? I just have one. Because he has swamp thing. Okay, I'll talk about a couple things. I did get the latest issue of Blood Force Trauma. I've seen that. I was flipping through that. Do you want to read it? No, it's okay. You're not I, caught up on it? I need... I, I'm actually only up to issue four. Oh. I think that's you all I five. own, so I need five and six. But um, I also heard that he's doing a trade through Dark Horse. One through four. Is it only one through four? Well, God damn so. it, that's what I have issues so with. Yeah, but so. you need to buy the trade, because then you'll buy the next trade. Then if you just buy trades, then you'll that have That could be to, true, too. Yeah. You need well, to this issue was really good. It was very over-the-top action violence like they normally are, but this one seemed even more over-the-top action violence. Oh, that. really? And it kind of starts to get some of the backstory of some of the characters. And also some of the stuff starts to kind of come into like a larger story. It seems like that. The, it seemed like there was... Stuff starting to, to come together a little yeah. bit. So there's like a little more of a story rather than just action, action, action. So yeah, no, it was good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I, but Jake Smith's art is so good. I really enjoy his his style, his cartooning. It's yes. just fun over I the I like top. his like green stormtrooper looking things in yeah. there. Yeah. So. And like, even like... I was even noticing like the lettering. Lettering is like really cool. I think he does his own letters. I don't know if they're hand drawn or if he does them digitally. I bet they're hand drawn because he doesn't list a letterer. He just lists art by and created by. Really, I wouldn't be surprised. So I'm sure he's doing the lettering and he may hand draw like the sound effects and stuff. But it's really cool. 
yeah, I enjoyed it. That's Quite good. Bit. That's good. It still looks like it's it's fantastic. It's the a, same. If you enjoyed the other ones, you from a visual this. aspect of things, similarish. Yeah. Um, I reread a bunch of stuff. I think the only thing I should really talk about is Gotham by Gaslight. I think you should talk about all of them. You can give some more. Oh, where is the creeper? So what did you think of this? I don't even. I know I used to actually own that, but I couldn't tell you a squat about it anymore. Well, it's a very earlier Mignola, and so it's before he got too abstract. It's the very first Elseworlds that book too. by DC. It's really cool. It's Batman, basically, and so Jack the Ripper. It's thousands now. Yes, millions. Damn it! I, I saw that. Sold it. I saw the twist coming about a mile away. Now I have read it before, so maybe it's because I'd read it like twenty years ago. But I doubt I remembered it. So the twist was it's pretty probably obvious. Probably longer than twenty years ago. But Bruce Wayne has been over in England, um, studying, trying to become Batman. And he comes back to Gotham, and all of a sudden, Jack the Ripper starts killing people in Gotham. So obviously. Jack the Ripper came back at the same time that Bruce Wayne did. And, of course, Bruce Wayne gets accused of being Jack, Jack the Ripper. Ripper and gets, like, convicted and all that stuff. So Batman has to go and find the real Jack the Ripper and, like, but I clear his name. Batman was Bruce Wayne. Batman is Bruce Wayne. So, so he had to break out of prison. Oh, okay. And become Batman. That's a pretty big part, down. though, that you just skipped over. It's not very long. It's, like, <laughs> it's like 40-some pages. There's a lot of story in here. It's got a lot to do, get to. I mean, but yeah. Uh, anyway, it is. Other than the twist so. being super obvious, the art's really cool. It is early Magnolia, but it's definitely Magnolia. so. It's a twist that Bruce Wayne really is Jack the Ripper. No, that's not the twist. <laughs> no, the Joker is Jack the Ripper. Oh, there's no Joker Jack the Ripper, but they do talk about like this. They like lay the seed of someone who is the Joker in uh, here. It's funny. They have like little Easter eggs of like different things. Falcon. I don't think Falcone. This was before Falcone, I think. Wasn't Falcone more long Halloween type stuff? Yes. Yeah, this was before that. Mm. But uh, anyway. What, what so it's not a very good story? No, it is really good. Oh, okay. What did you think of Beware the you Creeper? <laughs> no, I no, I used to own Okay, that. Beware the Creeper. Because I want, I almost bought that. You don't own it? No. I think I bought it back when DC was doing sales and stuff. Anyway, the art is Cliff Chang. Which when is, was DC doing oh, sales? I don't know. When we had a diamond account? Jesus I swear Christ. I got it's it. It's not that there. fucking old. That just came out like a year or two ago, didn't it? No. No, he's forever. He, he went through and he found a bunch of old shit in his boxes. So. When's the publication? I, I can't. I don't have my reading glasses, so I can't read that. But Beware the Creeper is set in. 1999, man. I'm shut up. <laughs> no, it's Cliff Chang. The, I can't remember who the writer is. Jason Hall. Jason Hall, who I don't know who that is, but. Um, it's it's a weird... It's almost like an Elseworlds 2. 2013. 2013. See, wow. it just came out yesterday. It yeah. It's a little old. In my world. But... Uh, <laughs> Cliff Chang is doing the art. Jason Hall is the writer. It's basically... I'm not interested in it anymore. The Creeper. <laughs> Ten years old. The Creeper. The Creeper is like a DC. Who is the Creeper in DC? Like, he's a DC hero, right? He's a... I don't know. I'm not a big Creeper fan. All right. Well, I don't, really know, like I don't crazy, really know much about the Creeper. He's like a crazy character. This like, is like I'm, an Elseworld version of that. Like, it's set in, like, 1920s Paris, France. Mm -hmm. And there's these two twin sisters. And they're both... One's a playwright and one's an artist. And there's, like, this rich family in Paris who's... And the son of the rich family is going around beating up whores and just being a total dickhead. Well, he's got a well, thing. that's what you do in the night. He's got a thing for one of the sisters, and, and basically up. he attacks her. <laughs> he attacks her and rapes her one night and beats her up. 
Shortly after he does that, this character called the Creeper shows up, and she goes around doing, like, art, like, graffiti, and just doing, like, pranks, but, like, a little more devious and serious than that. Kind of breaking into stuff, stealing stuff, and just kind of targeting this family. Well... I saw the twist coming a mile away, but I won't spoil it. Dude, but, he's like on the twist. He is. Now, I've read this before, so maybe that's why I saw the twist. But <laughs> it's been nine years. Saw the twist so, a mile away. so anyway. But it was okay. How have you not dumped that already? And all the sales would done. So here's the thing. He tries, but Part nobody of, buys it. No, here's the thing. Part of the reason I'm rereading this stuff, I'm like, I'm going to reread it to see if I like it enough to keep it, right? Because right. Yeah. I read it once. I kept it. Let me read it, see if it's something I want to keep. So when I started this, I was like, you know, this isn't very good. It's got Cliff Chang art, but that's about the only thing that's good. And I'm reading it, and it's just... But then by the time I get to the end, I'm like, ah, you know what? It kind of drew me in. I kind of liked it. I dug it. And so then it's like, man, maybe I do want to keep it. Like, I'm on the fence then. then I'm like, mm-hmm. And that probably happened, like, five like years it. ago when you thought about getting rid of it. Right, probably. <laughs> and I'm like... Now I'm going to read it again. Well, back then I had shelf space, so I kept everything, right? Okay, okay. But... Now that I'm in the purge, I'm like, well, I kind of remember liking this, but so I read it again, and I'm like, I don't know if I like it. Should I purge it? And then by the end, I'm like, well, it was kind of cool. It's got kind of a cool dark kind of ending, you know. And it's you take that to half. It comes together pretty well. You probably like it. You read it? No, it's okay. It's a whole parade. You don't have to wait. It's only four issues. It's all collected. I think it's. Anyway, it's all right. I think it's five. Really. Well, you did say it was about whores and getting drunk, right? Right. So, yeah. In the twenties. Yeah. Okay. I read Birdhouse by Vernon White. So the guy who wrote and drew this, like he's a ghost, man. Like I looked him up online. He's got no other. He's never done anything else. He's got no like web page or anything. He just disappeared. This was by Slave Labor or Graphics Publishing. Is he still alive? Do I don't know, alive? dude. Oh. I can't find any trace of him. It's black and white. We didn't even talk. I forgot about it. Did you hear Jason Pearson? Died? I did hear I that. I did one. hear that. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Yeah. It does suck. No but more look at the art. Bags. See if you think the art is very good. I mean, it's not perfect. It's not I did the see greatest it was black thing. and white. It is black and white with some great tones. It's okay. Hmm. But the story's pretty basic once again. Did you see the twist coming to my There world? really wasn't a twist in this one. <laughs> um, it's cool, but I thought it was well done. Like, I thought it was, yeah. I mean, you could follow it. It was fine. It was nothing, solid enough, but... Nothing amazing. I do kind of like the art style, and it's kind of indie, and it's kind of like... It's uh, kind of cool. It's up my alley. There's, like, no words. Yeah, yeah. there are a lot of you words. You could read that really fast, I think that flows Scott. pretty well. You should take that home. <laughs> the story's not the greatest, but I mean, it's... You could read it tonight. It looks like a slice of life thing or something. It's kind of slice of life, but not really. Slice of life if, like, people were princesses. Is there, like, a small Asian girl that gets... Dental work done? I don't think so. No. No, it's Asian girls I'm now. You liked it. There's a princess who basically doesn't want to be a princess mark? and wants to run away. No. No, but no. she's got a little crown. No, but then someone tries to poison the king, and then I don't know. It's it's weird. It's okay. <laughs> and the last thing I read, I'll just knock it out. Battle it Gods. Well. I remember really liking this book. I think it's because I like the art. It's by uh, Francisco Ruiz Velasco, who also writes it. I can't get into this at so all. So that's kind of got like a European feel. You no, know, it's like very uh, image-ish. You kind of like Joe it. it sounds like something I'd really like, man. I didn't dig it. It's kind of like... All, it's almost like that uh, Jake Smith book. It's all self-contained. It kind of is. It's got a bunch of different characters, and there's like a big fighting tournament. And Have you read this before? You remember this one? Uh, maybe. You probably own it. There's a bunch of... own all but it was, one of the issues. Was it Image? No, no it was Dark Horse. I don't know, maybe. You don't looks, buy everything at Dark Horse, familiar. do you? 
No, I don't. The yeah. one thing I don't, the one thing I thought it was not good is that there were too many characters. Like, Ooh, he, was that guy doing the dim mock? Looked like he was doing the dim mock when he knocked that tower over, hit the bottom brick. I think he was doing the crane right there. Dim mock. Remember Bloodsport? No, I do remember. It yeah. feels a little bit like a Bloodsport meets a Street Fighter. Oh, cool. Which sounds cool, and it has great art, but I couldn't get into it. But in the real world, when Street Fighter met um, Bloodsport, it didn't go very well because Jean-Claude Van Damme played in the Street Fighter Fighter movie, and it was terrible. That was terrible. So it's kind of like this. kind of terrible. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I didn't didn't dig it. I probably will get rid of this book. I've had it for a long time, but I don't know anybody who will buy it because it's, like, super old. Oh, somebody's going to buy it. Humberto Reynolds. Somebody's going to dig that. Especially if you sell it to... I hope someone does dig it. I hope someone finds that book and inspires them to, like, love comics. That's what I hope. But for me, it didn't do much. It's, like, it's got great concepts and kind of cool art design. How do you know? You didn't read it. You didn't finish it. Yeah, I finished it. Oh, you said you couldn't get into it. I thought you I couldn't get into it, but I powered through, Don. I'm not a quitter. We don't quit like you do. I'm not a quitter, Don. (laughs) So, yeah. Sometimes you need to quit. (laughs) Uh, but true. I had to determine if I was going to keep it or not. I can't like half-ass if it. If I read, he had to see if there was a twist it. at the end. I, well, like the I almost quit Beware the Creeper. I was like, dude, I'm just going to quit this book and, and I'm just going to get rid of it. And then I finished it. And now he's going to give it to me. I was like, you know, I kind of dug it. You know, I think I'm going to keep it. I don't know if I'm keeping Birdhouse or not. It's very tiny though, so it doesn't take up. I don't know where you think you're going to get rid of all this stuff. I get rid of it. I can just donate it or sell it to Goodwill. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, you can do that. I mean... I thought you meant, like, get rid of... I can chuck it in the trash. I don't know. A lot of times what I do is when I go to your Comic-Con, <laughs> I just put them in a stack of stuff that I say is free. And people, like, <laughs> look through it and they just grab stuff. And uh-huh. it's like, it's good. You could probably so, get a dollar for that stuff. People maybe. probably pay a dollar. Yeah, I doubt it. You'd yeah, yeah, be amazed what people will pay a dollar yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're exactly right. I got a stack of like Star Wars magazines that I think would I can't believe people wouldn't buy for a dollar. You can. Cool. After he does his review. Is it the recolored one? Uh I guess it just came out. It just came out? Yeah. Wow. Dude, that little logo's gotta color it. I have no idea. It's got a cloth. Is that cloth? It's got color a cool restoration cloth cover. by Villa Rubia. This isn't Alan Moore? No, this is Lynn Wynn and Bernie Wrightson. This is the this is the beginning. This so this is Swamp Thing. Why would you even read that? I mean, by Lynn Wayne and Bernie Wrightson. It really didn't start until Alan Moore started. writing. No, that's not true. The colors was talking about how he really tried to stay with the flavor of Bernie Wrightson's original colors and just kind of. Where did you read that? It was on his Instagram. Oh, okay. You followed him. Oh, that's got to be true. I think I do. Wow. Because otherwise, I wouldn't have seen it. So yes, this is the first. So the coloring is very cool. Yeah, the Bernie Wrightson art obviously is awesome. Um, the story probably sucks balls. No, actually, <laughs> actually, I was really impressed with the writing. Did you see I, the twist coming? I did a mile away. <laughs> There's a werewolf. I actually surprise. I really actually did enjoy the story. I don't. I thought Lynn Wayne did a great job writing it. Um, but this so, book was so bad they had to bring Alan Moore in here to fix it. <laughs> not this yeah that's where he took over he did take over this one this thing. series ended this is from the 70s you're nuts it started in 1972 the first appearance of Swamp Thing was like an 8 page uh, story in House of Mystery number gotcha. 92 94 oh, and then they relaunched it I like that and then and they didn't get Bernie Wright's they wanted yeah they didn't 
They didn't get Bernie Wrightson. He didn't even finish out the 13 issues. Bernie Wrightson. finish it. Okay. Sorry, I'll shut up. It's fine. Go ahead. I like this, actually. I'm, like, listening and learning. I, I love the fact that you know history and... and well, most of it's in the goddamn book. Like you just like have to read the forwards and the afterwards. Still, I like this, like, banter here. This is gotcha. what you have a podcast for. Come so, on. Keep yes. going. So, they did the... They, uh... It was a huge hit, apparently. And DC wanted Lin Wayne and Bernie Wrightson to do it. But they didn't want to do it. Because they told the whole story, like, in the first eight issues. So they kept hounding him to do it and hounding him to do it. And then finally, Lin Wein came up with an idea that he thought he could make work for a series. So he said yes. And he got Bernie Wrightson to do it. Well, Bernie Wrightson only did the first 10 issues. This collects the first 13 because Lin Wein wrote the first 13. But Wrightson only did 10. And then the last they three are by that in. Redondo guy. Which his artwork actually is not bad for that. Yeah, it, it kind of stays really the same flavor. kind of well. Um, and like I said, I mean, I was really surprised. I really dug the, the story. Like, Len Wein, it really felt like a story. Like a, like a novel or a, a story. So it's a, a nice self-contained kind of arc here for 13 issues? Nah, it? not really. I mean, it turns into kind of like flavor, you know, monster of the month, flavor of the month kind of thing. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it does, you know, it's the swamp. Everybody kind of knows the swamp thing, right? The The guy is working on some kind of a chemical out, a new whatever out in the woods. I mean, Only it's, it's basically like the movie, obviously. Okay. And he gets... Because the movie took it from this. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he gets... <laughs> there's some gangsters or whatever that want to want to buy his formula. Because it's, like it's like a bio formula. Oh, my God. So, so he... Uh, these gangsters want to buy it. And they come to him and he won't sell it. So they end up... Rigging his his laboratory, and it he, it's an explosion, and he dies, but he doesn't die. They think he dies. He's on fire, and he wanders into the swamp, and with it the chemical, a thing. yes, because of the chemicals that he's working on, whatever it is, and it mixes in Those with the swamp, and it turns him into a swamp thing. And then, so like this story, there's a so they were like working for the government or a super secret or whatever and they had a guy uh like a like a a security guard basically that was supposed to watch keep over him and they died on his watch because his wife he's married his wife ends up dying also um and so this guy is like trying to hunt down the swamp thing because he doesn't know that it's Alec Hall. he doesn't know that it's the doctor he thinks the monster is what killed the husband and the wife team that he's supposed to be protecting. So he's like on a mission. So he chases him down and tries to bring him in. Hmm. Kind of thing. Um, there's like a, he goes to Gotham and Batman is there. So there's like an issue five. There's that like that a little Batman crossover, crossover thing. thing. Yeah. But I mean like. You like what? the way that this is presented then in this big. Oh yeah. yeah. This is an absolute type of thing. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah absolute. I, I really like Fun it. Time. So you've got like the first couple stories and then like the Unmen. UN dash men, the unmen, like yeah. they've been around, but Un-men. they're they're uh, 
first appearances in here, and that's this. And I mean, there's just there's like. Uh, what do you think of all the extra stuff that they? Because they don't they with the absolutes they like to throw a lot. Of, yeah, uh, so there's some. The, scenes the best part say, or, in it is they show some of, of Wrightson's like. Uh, uh, penciled pages, penciled okay. and inked stuff. Okay, that's um, kind of cool though. With the, yeah, kind of the and black so and white. The, you get the art. Yeah. Like I've never really, I was never a horror guy, and Bernie Wrightson did a lot of horror stuff. I mean, he was. I've read, you know, he did the POV that that thing. He did the cult Punisher. or whatever. Like I've read those, but I've never really read Swamp Thing like Bernie Wrightson, like old Bernie Wrightson stuff. And I just found myself, like, just looking at, trying to figure out, like, how he did this. Do you have his like, Frankenstein book? I don't, but I probably should get it. I had it. Did you? But, I mean, I was actually, like, I spent more time studying the pages and looking at the I can believe that, yeah. Than I did reading it. I found myself just, I, I actually pulled my phone out and took pictures and then blew them up to try to look at, like, you know, how he did the lines and the artwork and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's... I, I dug it. I don't know. Like I said, I've never really been a horror guy. But I really, really, really dug this. I was surprised. I thought the storytelling was really good. I expected it would be, you know, the 1970s... 70 type of crap. Correct yeah, kind of stuff. But this stuff was... I thought it was really good. Type of things and the stuff, art, yeah. The story held up just as well as the art did, I thought. Okay. So, I well, really, cool. really enjoyed this book. It was probably one of the, other than Savage Dragon, it's probably like my second favorite thing that I read. Wow. So, wow. Nice. Um, yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. And I was a little disappointed because usually the absolutes come with a book, a ribbon for uh -huh. the mark. I didn't have one, but I've never had one. That's cloth, right? Mm, some kind of fabric. It's oh, some kind wow. of fabric. So, I mean, I was impressed with the quality of the book. I'd take this over the bookmark. I would agree. But, uh, I yeah, like it's, that. It's a really nice presentation. So, um, yeah. Cool. I really enjoyed it. Glad I bought it. Was it $1,000? Yeah, it was... It'll be worth that tomorrow. It was 100 maybe. Let me see the dust jacket. Yeah, it was 100 Let me see the case. Who did the art on the case? That's Wrightson. Did he color that? I don't know. See, that's the thing, like... Is Bernie Wrightson dead? Yes. Yeah, I would think so, but maybe and not. He just died recently. Like, there's no... Really? Yeah, not... Yeah. yeah, with him. I saw him at San Diego. I met him in San Diego. Did you? Ten years ago or whatever. Yeah. I had his autograph. But, uh... Um... Too bad you can't get it on that. Yeah, I know, right? Um, that's the thing. Like, back in the day... Back in the day. On all the art... Because I was curious. I think he did. He did a lot of painting. So, I think he probably did the coloring. But, on the credits, on those... 10 issues, it's just Len Wein, Bernie Wrightson, and then they Villarina. credit the editor. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in the originals. Yeah. So I'm assuming he colored it that maybe. Bernie Wrightson colored it. He may have. But I don't know. I think he penciled it, inked it, and he colored it. Cool. Really? All right, let's knock this fables out. Thank all God, done. Open. Issue 150. Look at this. I have like signatures all over mine. You You're know, so things. cool. And we Megan Levin's did a story in here. I know. I have her sign that. Wow. Yes, I did. You're so, such a cool dude. I need to have Megan sign mine. So, wherever that story's at. Megan, will you sign my tables? So, they wrap up the story. Um, they kind of take a cop out a little bit. They do. The battle without the battle. Uh, yes. The battle of all time. But it kind of answered. Kind of answered your I, question. I did say from... it didn't make sense, and she's like, "Oh yeah, 
yeah, see, it doesn't make sense. Let's go ahead. Oh, Who was supposed question. to be the person she was talking to at the campfire that like convinced her? Are we supposed to know who that is? You're talking. All right, so oh, Rose Red. That was supposed to be. I think that's supposed to be blue. You know. Oh, it's uh, supposed to be blue. I think. Oh, uh, it does kind of look like blue there. Yes. Really. I, I see that. Now. Yes. I kind of see blue. I think it's boy blue that convinced that her there. Because I mean, look at the cloak. Even it's almost yeah. Got it a, does feel boy bluish. A, a bluish okay. tint. I wasn't sure, but now I see it. But Thank yeah, you. that was that helps. That was my assumption. That makes it feel better. It feels a little more finality or very, a little more full circle-ish. I don't know. Whatever. But yeah, no, I thought that was fine the way they ended it. Like, they took out uh, that annoying guy who wouldn't die. That was I fine. Didn't read who that. did Sin Grimble to take out his heart? There you you didn't read it? No, the, the story. The, the, the thing that was The read. text. See, oh, I didn't read the story either. Oh, yeah, David. Where the hell did you meet David Peterson? Actually, at Heroes. <laughs> oh, really? David, Pe- David Peterson was at Heroes? He was there. Huh. So I met him there. So Nice. Yeah. I can't even find the Meg Levins one, though, now. That annoys the pit. Oh, there it is. It's right there. Yeah. So she... That's her little that's heart her thing. Yeah, signature. So... Yeah. She got the last Frankenstein... The last Frankie story. That's right. Yeah. The last Frankie story. I have to say, most of these last whatever stories, oh, yeah. I could have just Braun, done without. Yeah, really? See, I got all sorts of people. Russ Braun. Oh, Russ Braun, yeah. yeah. I talked to him. I Did you? I had I a conversation too. with him. He was at Heroes. He did was. You? I had a conversation with him at Heroes. Yeah. Did you find any of these last stories to be that good? I thought most of them were. Um, I, I actually like the one I where it Megan goes. I like Levin's one. And I like the one where the it kind of was good. going over the, the Cubs. The seven of them, yeah. you know. Well, I like this. the Summer Prophecy stories. So, those weren't really last stories, though. Those were called Summer Prophecies. Is that what they called those? Oh, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I apologize. So, yeah. I enjoyed the Summer Prophecies. Okay. okay. I didn't you like didn't, the last stories. You didn't like the, the summer, Boy Blue okay. one where he no. auditioned for a no, jazz class? I like really. that one. Well, yeah, but that was, there again, prophecy. it's the Summer Prophecy. Yeah, I know. And it I wasn't know, the last know, stories. I I apologize. I lumped those into the same thing. There's one with, like, the cards... I could have done without that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I don't know. Some of these last stories, I don't even remember who these characters were. I'm like, who's that? You got the one of the the stupid, uh, what the hell was his the name? The Snow Queen and the... the... Brock Brightheart. What about the uh, the Fate one? The Santa the, one? The last Christmas story or whatever? That one was okay because it had like the wolf people in it. That's Neil Adams' artwork. Yeah. Yeah. It was okay because it had Amber. You don't have his autograph. Is it Ambrose? He's Whatever that kid's name is. I know, I'm screwed there. So, But the last fate story where she's going around and getting all the fates and things for so uh, I thought, Lake here, or I guess last The Geppetto? Lake. You didn't like the last Geppetto story? All right, let me get there. I no, want to get there. That was crap. So I thought it, it ended it's pretty good. Really the main didn't even end, though. The main story ended, and then they did the like very final where all the wolf children got together with the big family reunion. Oh, I like that. I thought that was satisfying. But yeah. like the last Geppetto story. A thousand years later. The last Geppetto story, it doesn't really, it it almost acts like he's going to do an uprising and nothing happens. It's like a jumping off. The last Pinocchio story, it's kind of the same type of thing. Yeah, I'm president. At least that kind of had something, because I don't really care about that. But like the Geppetto story should tie into what's happening in the fables. Did you read the last Blossom story? I didn't read it. No, I didn't read it. I tried to zip through it. I love Mark Schultz, so that was a cool drawing. How about the last Snow Queen story? Yeah, that was dumb. Really? Okay. Um, okay, I have another question. So there's that dangling participle. You said who sent whatever Geppetto. to take out the heart. No, no, I don't care about that anymore. Who did? 
I thought Scott, Scott doesn't remember. Scott remembers. Who sent uh, Grumble to take out the heart? I uh, I don't know. I thought it was <sighs> golly somebody there with uh, what's his name the um, uh, golly the it wouldn't be I the, the frog dude the frog king because he yeah. acted surprised. King, yeah. Oh, that is true, because he said, what happened to him? Because he falls out. Hmm. I thought Beast and Beauty didn't get a very good ending. Like, they just kind of like, eh, we're going back to uh, Fable World. Well, Beast is dead. Homelands. Beast is dead? Yes, Beast died in the previous one. Mm. So it would have been Beauty Beauty and her daughter was a bliss. Yeah, I didn't really get much closure for them, I think. Okay, but... All right, so, so they, they were. I want to go back a little bit to the previous trade. There's one of the last stories that oh had my like. God, we're gonna go back. I, just for a second to complain about what my thing is. So actually, I have two things to complain about. Like Geppetto was supposed to be being betrothed to somebody, right? Yes. They, they just totally let that story. That. They just dropped it. Yeah. Maybe it's in the new one. Maybe, but this is supposed to be the end. We're assuming there wasn't going to be another one at this point. But they also, to that point, said that those betrothals and those type of things they last for a could while. last thousands of years. Yeah, so, I know. So they kind but of the fact out. that they killed, that they basically one half of the envoy or whatever to try to negotiate this got killed, and the other half decides to get married to a wolf cub, I don't know where the hell that's going to go. So, you know. Yeah, okay, right. and then... And then there was a, one of the last stories. It was like Aladdin. He was like launching a whole like bunch of airships oh, yeah. to try and take over. And then Prince Charming, though, on the other hand. But I thought Prince Charming was dead. But he was, but he neither here nor back. there. Yeah. They did nothing with that. They were. It was like that seemed like it could be a major thing, and oh, they just kind of touched on it and then never went back to it. I anymore. agree. I thought that was kind of one of the shittier last stories. Yeah, because it it was kind of like the Geppetto one, where it just kind of left you hanging. Yeah. With no closure. Although I, mean, I kind of felt like the. Well, the last one of King Cole was almost a little bit too, but well, at least they started like a school a and they did something yeah. that was. I mean, I could deal with that, but a few of them just felt like they were just dangling and not. Did he create Harry Potter? Yeah, Bill Willingham did. And then J.K. Rowling stole it from him. Snow and Bigby story. So, but you're right. There must have been some of those last stories that maybe I read in the previous. Yeah, one and that weren't here. A few so of them just them blended, dangle, so. and so I was like, that's kind of shitty especially the geppetto one and that aladdin one i was like really because like the briar rose they have that one in the neck in the previous one i think too yeah where that is but yeah um but the main story with the with the wolf and baby i can't believe that he can't believe he can't remember that fucking beast died that was like one of the most heartbreaking things i cried so much happening so wasn't uh okay didn't wayland kill him uh, no, no, Wolf did. Wolf did, because yeah. he's in that big metal thing, and yeah. then he gets killed. But, just, yeah. but he, he couldn't turn into the beast anymore anyway, because it's like yeah. he transferred his power to his daughter. But anyway, wasn't it kind of a little disappointing of Cinderella and freaking uh, Totenkinder Yeah, they or killed whatever? each other? Yeah, kind of I mean, it was like he brought Totenkinder back just so he could end her or something. I don't know. You know, I would have rather her just ride off into the sunset or whatever. So. Well, but maybe a- he just didn't like the idea that... Uh, which that basically her name means child killer was still alive, but I don't know. Well, here's a here's one other complaint. Like, okay, so Big B is like a beast, and he's killing all these people, and he kills Beast, and they can't stop him. And then he gets to his family, and they just like, "Hey, Dad, don't do it." And he's like, "Oh, okay." I know. Change back. It's like really. Don't do it. I'm going to change it to a monster that's bigger that, than you. Maybe you should have so. tried that ten deaths ago before Big B killed all these other people. I'm I with know. you. I felt like I. It's kind out of, of a everything, out. I felt like that was the cop out. I could. That was a cop I out. could get a, 
the whole battle, non-battle it thing. It makes sense. I, I could get there. But the Big but B was a The Big combat. B one, I thought, uh, really? Okay. What did, what did you think, though? That We're talking a lot, Donna. We're not letting you say anything. What did you think about it? It was fine. It was fine? It was fine. That's all I had it to say. It was just fine. Huh? Did you not think it was, like, the best issue ever? Yeah. Did you like? Did you like though the end back here though, where it was the kind of wrap out the big family reunion? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I, I dug fables. Like it, it's fine. Obviously, I bought the issues. I have them. I mean, it's it's fine. I. That's the thing though. We've read so many things that end. It's like nothing really ends. I mean, there's not really a way to end. Yeah, there is. Scout was perfect, huh? Scout had a perfect ending. Okay. Invincible didn't really end. Did you see that one coming? No. That the Zephyr was the invisible per man that lives forever right. or something? Is heaven blessed? I mean... Ages old? Yeah, no, it's hard to end something hard. But, it, but it's yes, hard. I'm, I'm kind of like with you guys. It didn't end. It wasn't like the last issue. It didn't end. But with Fables... It could keep going forever. Fables could keep going, but Fables do keep going. Like, not the book Fables, but, but I think Fables... They live on through yeah, stories and stuff. So and, I mean, I understand how it didn't end, and it didn't need to end. But if you really, to... if you really look at it, his ending was the end of Snow Fable and... Town, right? Yeah. Really. Fable Town. That's, that's true. Is and, really what it is. And somebody even said in there, at some point, I think it was I don't know who it was that was talking, and they're like, you know, we came here because we left the homelands. Yeah. The homelands are free now, so we don't we need to be back. here. Exactly. So Fable Town ended a long time ago. We just didn't know that it did. Right. And it's like, yeah. we should have left a long time ago. Why are we still here? But really, when you get to the end of this, that's really what's happened now. Is that the last battle has kind of dissipated. Mm -hmm. And now everybody's really realizing that. That, hey, now we're dissipating and we're going away. Hey, guess what? We can go home. Yeah. You know, and everything else. And that's yeah. when, you know, when you have, like, the last King Cole story and he's sitting on steps with nobody around, they all left and left. And he's just there to kind of be the, the guide now a little bit to whatever, right. you know, and things. So, uh, but he so really, that's where I feel like the end of the true of this fables is really sure. coming from. Yeah, that's fair. Where he felt that, like the end of his fable town yeah. run is over. And he buried that. I mean, he he told us he was going to do that, like, and issues prior. He did. You know what? He did. I was just he thinking, was alluding to it. Yeah, I was just thinking oh, of this. Pretty much came out and said it. And this just popped in my head. It, it's the last whatever story. The last whatever story. It maybe it's a play on words. Maybe it's not the last Geppetto story. Maybe it's the last Geppetto story we're gonna get that we're gonna see that we're gonna read. Maybe that's yeah, yeah. what he meant. This is the last Geppetto story I'm writing. Yeah, no, this obviously. is the last whatever story yeah. I'm writing. It's not mm. the last. I get it. Whatever. Sure. So I'll buy that. I don't know. Yeah? I don't know. It's a very good point. It just did though seem to keep you hanging for it, it some just of them felt, felt like... more fi fin final yes. than others. Yes. Yeah. That's true. That's all I'm saying. No, I, I get it. I mean I feel like if you're gonna do like a final story to kind of give me some closure. But you got I that did. in the main story, and then you yeah, got that. But they had some side stories that had closure. But then you got that at the very end with the reunion. One thousand. Yeah, well, it's not the end, but you got a thousand years later with. But a thousand years later, if Geppetto had this army, what the fuck happened with that? Well, and I, I kind of go with that one for the fact of, and I think it's just a little bit of the, what, at least me assume, you know, especially from a fable type things, you know, and if you're going into these 
you know, if I look at the the wolf one, it's nice little almost happily ever after type mm -hmm. of thing. You know, things are okay. You look at the one of Grimble where he's like to steal the bird. Hey, he goes and settles down somewhere. You know, you you read these ones and they're all kind of like that. Mm -hmm. And then you get to Geppetto, who's the goddamn bad guy. And it's like, oh, yes, nothing's going to seem. I'm building an army, you know. And so it's like, huh, really? He didn't ride off into the sunset. He's right. kind of, you know, forming up something that could be a whole other story. So to call it the last one is a little on the, hmm, Odd I, side, I get what you guys you are know, saying. Type, yeah, type yeah. Type you guys expect too much from comic books or clearly or, or any kind of entertainment media, whatever. Especially totally. comic books. Too high, too too high standards. They end stuff all the time, and it doesn't end. Like that is true. I mean, and that annoys me. I don't know. Yeah, but fables, well, that's fine. Fables felt more like like self, like it was a more of a ending story. Like actually, it was going to have an ending. Well, it was something that was planned, unlike the ones that just get flat yeah. out canceled or say, hey, you got to wrap it up in two issues. I think issues. Bill Willingham just got tired of cashing checks. He's like, I just can't keep well, writing I this. Well, I think in some cases checks. he probably got tired of the world that he was in and that he had built. I mean, yeah. after dealing with something like that for, what, 15 years? Well, also years? it was monthly and he was doing it for so long. And Buckingham probably needed a break. I mean, I'm sure both of them Yeah, exactly right. I mean, when you're doing something that long I mean, in that history all the time... I'm sure. I mean, I'm, I'm nice sure. To, it's nice to do something different. Cool. cool. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Squid Comics Podcast, Season 5, Episode 3. Woohoo! Woohoo. I'm Drew. I'm Scott. I'm Juan. And we get together every couple weeks and we talk about comic books and TV shows and movies. Ugh. And we make a lot of background noise. Because I'm not prepared before you like go live. Hey, it's not me this time. It's yeah. not you. Usually it's been me. me the last couple times, I think. It's usually me. And so, we drink. We do a lot of drinking. Uh, we do a lot We're having of having some blackjack cola. Uh, oh, this contains alcohol? What? <laughs> what? It's not just Mother cola? Suck. Damn. So, anyway, that, that's what we do. So, what do we watch this week? Let's start with that. I know. I got to pull it up. I watched. I know what I watched. Because I am, like, old and my memory is going to crap. I watched Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. You liked it, didn't you? It was okay. It's yeah. not bad. I enjoyed it. I there are a few things that were kind of weird. I think it was too long, and I think they could have easily tightened it up if they had taken out all of, like the world building, like stuff they're setting up for future movies that didn't really that probably was kind of extra. I think there was a lot of that, and I think they could have trimmed it down a little bit, made it a lot tighter, especially thematically, because it seemed like it was a, the theme was kind of about you know loss and rebirth and kind yeah. of destiny and all that stuff. But I think all the extra stuff they threw in didn't really fit into that theme as well, and well, so I, I felt like you could have cut all that stuff out. It would have been a stronger thematic movie, exactly, and a better film. And I, I think you hit the nail on the head. They were setting up a whole lot of stuff. It was like all the, the stuff ground. with like Julia Louis Dreyfus, like that. 
that stuff didn't even need to be there. You could have cut had, that out completely. You that, the whole Ironheart. Yeah, the Riri Ironheart. You know, you really Riri didn't Williams. Need bad type stuff. Yeah. Namor's backstory, you know, or something like this. And here's I mean, the thing. Don probably knows this more. Why did they make Namor not an Atlantean? Right? Because you've seen it twice. Uh-huh. That's what they did, right? I, I was curious if I just missed something, but it's not Atlantis. It's like there's some kind of... And it's... Because in the comics... It's Mayan-based. Yeah, but then they were also human and then became those people, which I guess kind of Atlantis was that way because Atlantis sunk and somehow they adapted to being underwater or something, yeah. but... I'm not big on Namor's origin. I in the movie? Not, in the in the comics. Oh. I mean, I don't... I'm not... Well, it's the same as Aquaman, it. right? Well, like that's his, what I assume. Like his yeah. mom and his... His mom was like human and his dad was like Atlantean or vice versa. Or vice versa, yes. And Namor was the offspring. And right. he's also a mutant. Yes. I didn't have too much of a problem with his origin here. I just thought, you know, that they didn't need to keep going back and going, oh, yeah, then he came up here and killed a bunch of people, you know, and, and some of that type of yeah. stuff, you know, and things. I, I, I agree with you. It didn't feel tight enough. And then I, 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 I just don't know maybe if I really felt I, – I, Namor just didn't appeal to me hugely, I guess, or whatever. I mean, as your kind of big bad or your anti-hero or whatever you want to call him, I want to kill all the people. Oh, wait, Wakanda, you're going to protect the people? Now you're my enemy, even though you were my friend before, you know, type things. And the enemy of, or the friend of my enemy is my enemy. I don't know what the hell these whole things were. And And I still don't totally understand with the Atlanteans, what the hell kills them, what what their exact powers are. I mean, they all... Well, they all got stabbed in that one part like they should have been death kills from What's-Her-Name, and then they all got back up again. But then uh, later on, towards the end of the movie, they are falling down that we having, when they're having the war with the They're Wakandans. just harder to kill. So, I, I guess, but, I, you know, is it you have to chop off their head? Are they, no, you know, like just, a zombie? They have, like, tougher skin, and they're, like, stronger than humans. Okay, okay. I don't know. I, I don't know either, but, you know. I would have rather them explained a little bit more about, I guess, the Atlantean physiology or something like this than the freaking background of Namor and his hatred of people. Well, then so, they uh, also did that th- scene where Shuri, like, visits, like, well, the... Namor didn't like, like people because the whole... They were driven away. I and know. And the explorers came, and they came back, and they were whipping He didn't people. say he didn't understand. He said he just didn't think he needed it. I didn't. Exactly. Oh, I thought he said I didn't understand No, it. no, no, no. I totally understand what his oh. reasoning was, but I felt like they beat me over the head with it. Gotcha. I mean, they did a flashback at least probably three times of his hatred of people, you know? Well, also when Shuri visited, like, his his home world or his city or whatever, it felt like that scene was really dragged out. It's mm-hmm. like, they just wanted to show all the cool special effects yeah. and, and they, architectural stuff they the did. escape, you know, from there. Yeah. And, and stuff so so i'm with you i i and i don't want to say too bad because it was an entertaining film i just felt like it was very long and i felt like to your point it suffered because it was a bit of a reset reboot you know type of thing and some of it was out of their control you know chadwick boseman and then having to go to a new black panther i mean that was it made you have to do now an origin story again of black panther in kind of a shorter term type of things where and I felt like they you lost a little bit of that charisma that you had with Bozeman. I mean, Bozeman was fantastic as Black Panther. I they they cast that one just beautifully. I thought he was but, fine. And and maybe that's part of my problem was that I because I you know that I'm much more of a Black Panther the first movie fan than either of you two that's are. That's true. So you know maybe that's why the second one fell a little bit flatter. 
for me. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I don't know. It was, like I said, it was a good film. It was fine. I just thought it could have been a lot better with a few tweaks. That was my main criticism. Hmm. Not that it was bad. It just could have been more, I think. But you got you to gotta feed the Marvel machine, man. You gotta, oh, yeah. You gotta, well, you got to set up the you gotta the, set up the, stuff. the bigger story. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is what some people have complained about, you know, especially yeah. that come into that universe. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. So, But, I mean, the first Black Panther didn't do that. It was fairly self-contained. It was. Yeah. But, like I said, they were having to do a bit of a rebirth. I'm kind of excited about rebirth. Ant-Man, though. Ant-Man yeah. 3. Could be. Although, I've heard people, the early reviews are saying, eh, it's so-so, but that uh, Jonathan Majors or whatever as King is fantastic. So. Yeah, I read that it was just a little crazy out of, out of there. But I like crazy out there movies. So. Okay. I think I think I'll dig it. But we'll see. Yep. About, what, a uh, week and a half or so? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm a excited about that one. Well, it's Phase 5, too, right? Uh, I think it is the boot Start of the next of one, phase five. It? Start Phase 5, Don. Oh, wow. Well, Are you ready for some Phase 5 action? Next ten, in 10 years, we'll get the end, the end of the Kang. In 10 years? No, I think it's like 5. Yeah, I think it's 5-year plan. So. And we'll get Fantastic Four soon. I think they're, I think they're Phase 5, right? Yeah. I did not uh, like the guy I that they cast for Namor. Oh, I thought he was I fine. What well, that one thing that annoyed me—he finally said "Imperious Rex," but it was like in his language. Yeah, I'm like, really? You well, subtitled "Imperious Rex." I was trying to. I read something online somewhere that had that explained the Mayan tie, but I don't remember. I'm trying to rack my brain. I was fine with but it. I mean, one of the things fine. that I read online, people there were several. There was a thread I was reading, and several people were like, "Namer would never have kneeled." He would have never gave up. That's true, too. Namor's an arrogant, stubborn ass. So yes. He would never kneel. But maybe this is a different Namor. Well, he's a little different. Be. He seems a little more conniving. Namor was very headstrong. He would never and have a lot of people, been strategic. A lot of the people on that thread, too, which I remember at the beginning, when I first saw it in the theater, I was like, that last fight scene was just lame. Like, it was not over the top, blown up. It was very... Really? Between Shuri and Namor? No, no. Or the, the, the big battle the big between battle. the, big battle? Be the, between hmm. the Atlanteans and... Whatever they're called. And the, and, and the Wakandans. And the, and the Wakandans. Wakandans. Yeah, it wasn't really great. Well, they were kind of tr- on, a boat, on a boat. They're on a boat. And so there's only so much you can do. It's like, it's not... But it's like all the build-up, like, that's it. You know, I think people are used well, to, like, Endgame, where it was just, like, this massive Well, we have spoiled people with whatever. that. That's true. And so, I mean, I even... Between like, Infinity War and Endgame. It's a whole race of people, Atlanteans, you know, like yeah. neighbors bringing everything, and then they end up with uh, thirty on people boat. on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> well, know? like Zach and I were talking, it seemed like a strategic miscalculation to go out into the middle of the sea on a boat and start a fight with water people. Right. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah, that's great to get to lure them out there and get them, but you need a backup plan to like retreat to land because yeah, they're gonna sink your boat and then you're at a disadvantage. I mean, it yeah. seemed kind of obvious. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know. I mean, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. It was fine. I did have a few issues with it, but I don't know. I mean, it would, I don't yeah. even know how to, like, rate movies anymore or whether I liked them or not. I either did. Well, the problem with the Marvel movies is it's so hard to rate them self-contained because it's part of a bigger thing. You know what I mean? Like oh, it's, yeah. It's no, so, I know. So they're kind but, of... But, I mean, there were a lot... There were several things about it that I didn't like, but yeah. I was fine with a lot of the other stuff. Yeah. I also read something where they were like, they're going to... Um, it's still better super, than Aquaman. Yeah, they're gonna super age the kid and turn him into the next Black Panther. Yeah, that's fine, I guess. Okay, 
not sure how they're going to super age him, but... I don't know. Just, it's magic. It's magic. Like Kassada, it's like Kassada said, it's just magic. It's magic. It explains everything. You can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. Especially if you're bringing Kang into it. But yeah. I, I don't think they're in a hurry to have a, another Black... I mean, sure, he's Black Panther, so I don't think they're in a hurry to have another one. Not really not. I don't see that happening. But I could be wrong. Could I be. finally watched Nope. Oh, we'll take a Nope. I enjoyed it. But it's not as good as us. No, I liked it better than us, actually. You liked it better than us, but I, you really I liked us, did. didn't you? I don't know that I really liked it, but oh, I thought I it was you... enjoyable. Yeah. Did you watch Get Out yet? So I have not watched that one yet, <laughs> so I have it, but I, I don't watch. No, haven't got on. To, I haven't got there yet. Uh, so, but here's the problem that I'm realizing. With, did Nope kind of feel like a almost Tarantino esque in with, some parts? With us in with Nope. Let me get this. I don't know how to say this quite right, but I feel like a dummy after I watch both those films. Okay, huh. I'm entertained and I enjoy it, but I feel like I'm missing the bigger, bigger picture of some of the intricacies of what he's trying to tell. You know, in these, like he's got this bigger theme. You know, like it, it is more of this arts that he's doing. You know, I, I caught the bigger theme in Us. I don't know that I caught the bigger theme in Nope as much and 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 that is part of my problem and, and like i say it, it, i don't want to take away from it because i enjoyed it and i i thought it was very good i was entertained but by the time i got to the end of it i'm thinking wow i am missing something out of this film is what i feel like that i didn't get the full really effect of what he was trying to go for well what's great about his movies is they work on two levels like you can work use it just as like a movie that you enjoy like a popcorn type movie just entertainment but there's also like a subtext to it that kind of is, is higher is. and but yeah. if you don't want to deal with that subtext, you don't, you don't have but, to but for me personally i i get out of something like that and i think i must be in this middle ground where i'm not a dummy but i'm not hyper intelligent either and so it annoys me to a point because i feel like I'm, I'm dumb to a well, point. Well, a lot of that stuff you're you going to get, like, on repeat so, viewings. Like, it's meant to be... Yeah, perhaps, but I That's don't... That's what I learned I in, like... like I, I don't think me as an audience member should be... Ex- expected to do that, though, either. But that's what I learned so. when I took, like, a literature class in college. Is like, when you read, like, a short story, you're not supposed to just read it once and then, like, get everything. You're supposed to read it multiple times... And like peel back but the that, layers like an onion. To teach your brain though. To yeah, look for to look for stuff. that stuff. But you still, it's meant to be studied and kind of read multiple times to catch all the different layers of it. Yeah, and so I you have know. to kind of approach it like that. And, you know, and good film is like that too. Like the more, like Watchmen's like that. You know, the more you read Watchmen, the more you kind of you pick, pick pick up, up stuff, and it kind of. And, and more, you're right. It's the, complex the, enough. The people that are real film buffs or cinemaphiles or whatever you want to call them, you know, I'm sure that's probably what they like to do is the multiple things and catch these type of yeah. things. I guess I'm just not much... Well, the problem is we don't have time to re-watch well, a lot of stuff because there's so much content. Day and time, yeah. Well, yeah, there's so totally. much content, you can't do that type yeah, of thing. Yeah, no, so. I agree. But let me say this, because you haven't seen it. It is very entertaining. It, it, it's very well made. I think the, the acting in it's really good. I like the characters and stuff. Um... Uh, what did you, did you ask me what I thought of the end or something like that? I didn't. Uh, okay. I can't what did you think of the but, end? But I can't. I thought maybe that was it, but maybe it was somebody else. But um, from overall, the end I, I thought it was pretty good though too. Mm-hmm. It just kind of that's where I think it goes off the rails a little, a little bit, bit too, yeah, to even sure. more of a even the next level of almost trying to be an art film or something like this. I think I was falling asleep at the end, so I didn't really? catch everything. Huh? I was not having that problem whatsoever. But we watching it like eleven thirty at night. 
No. Okay, what about being wife? No, nope. I was watching it pretty early in the day. So. Okay. But but I Maybe I should I, pick a better time to watch a movie. But here's the here's the thing though too is I felt like so busy. I, I like this on the weekend. Well, I like the fact that his trailers for that movie, while it maybe showed flashes, did not show really what it was too much about. You know, you're still guessing. And I felt like watching the film that it did have a bit of a payoff there, though, too. Yeah. You know, and stuff. It was like, oh, okay, this isn't just, you know, something all in their minds or whatever the hell sure, else, you know, sure. type aspects. And so there was a little bit more for that. But, you know, th there's a part in there with uh, what Stephen Yen, I think is his name, mm -hmm. you know, who's kind of the child star that grew up, you know, and yeah. has this ranch. But there's an extended scene in there, you know, with his whole, you know, trauma that happened to him when he was a young kid. Yeah. And while entertaining and visually kind of cool, you know, for what they were doing, for me, I didn't know how that really related to the bigger picture uh, of things. Yeah. And uh, that was one of the places in which, there again, you know, like I said, what the hell am I missing? I had to go look up yeah. and go, why is that... Why was that in there, you know, for... I'm sure it was trying to connect with something he was trying to tell. Yeah. And and then I got a little bit more of an idea and go, oh, okay. But that's why I said it kind of made me feel like, yeah. oh, wow, okay, I'm, I'm kind of a dummy. I didn't really catch what he was trying to show with these intertwining kind of, you know, flashback story type things. Sure, sure. So, cool. so like I said, it, it was good, though. It was very entertaining. And like I said, I liked it a little bit better even than I did with with us myself oh, personally crazy. but i think a lot of it is the fact that it, it's got a little bit of that sci-fi-ish yeah more tone than horror Absolutely. in it so. well i'm very curious what you think about get out then okay okay so that's probably his best film yeah, yeah it's tighter you guys, though you guys both said that quite, it's tighter it's quite, a little uh it's you know it kind of takes place mostly in one location you know i guess i guess uh I guess no nope pain really kind of does for the most part too. Yeah, but uh, it's a little more. But anyway, we'll see. Cool. I saw you people. Anybody watch you people? Oh, no, but I want to. With Eddie Murphy. And Is it good? It's an interesting movie. I liked it. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I mean, it's kind of like a rom com, but not as much com. A little more rom. But really? but it's like. Hmm. I would have thought the other way around, the way the damn trailers were. But it's really talky, and it's really the talking and the conversation. It's really intense. It's like you're, it's like you're in a watching a conversation that like is going off the rails, and it's kind of like hard to sit and watch. But like you can't do anything. Like in real life, you'd say, "Tell that person it's shut like the fuck up," or just yeah, it's like it's uncomfortable. It's like all these conversations are happening that are just kind of uncomfortable and it's kind of like a lot of it's kind of like like that cringy humor you know kind of like the office you know michael scott is in the early seasons mm -hmm. of the office you're like watching him and you're like oh, you're just kind of like cringing because the stuff he does and says it just makes you kind of uncomfortable it's a lot of that kind of droll uncomfortable type humor throughout the whole movie so while you're watching it it's kind of uncomfortable you know what i mean but yet it's well done and it's well written and it's interesting and it keeps you kind of i like the way the story went so i thought it was good but it's definitely not your typical like rom com. Mm. Okay. It's not light, I would say. Oh, it's a little heavier. I want to check it out. But it, Eddie Murphy's good in it, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was well done. But you know, Jonah Hill, he's okay. Yeah, Jonah Hill's okay. He's such a weird actor. I, I never know quite how to take him. Mm. Okay. He's very strange in this movie because he's like, he's got this weird style to him, and it's just like it's just strange. Mm. He's a weird guy. I don't know. Julie Louis, Louis Dreyfus is in it, and yeah. she is something else. Is she? 
Oh, and David Duchovny's in it. And he's, yes. he's he's very weird and awkward as well. Just kind of goofy. Oh. He's got an interesting role. So yeah, no, it's good. I like it. I liked it. So hidden off something you said there, The Office, I watched Vengeance. Mm-hmm. I talked about it on this podcast. Did you? Yeah, do you guys not remember? You watched it, right? I haven't watched it. Oh, yeah, it's good. Huh, okay. How the hell did I miss that? Vengeance. Um, I did watch the uh, Celebrity Jeopardy with BJ Novak. That's good. Okay, okay. We finished Celebrity Jeopardy. Did you it? asked me at game night if I'd watched it. Yeah, I did. I did. Cool. Yeah. So what do you think of Vengeance? I enjoyed it. Although the end... It's a little weird. End. Gets a little weird. It, it seems a little too convenient, yeah. I think. A, a little, little bit. What does it call it? Deus Ex Machina or whatever? What the hell does that mean? What does it mean, Don? I don't know. Ghost of the Machine. Ghost of the Machine. Yeah. Part of so the Machine. It's, yes. Yeah. It's a little Ghost of the Machine where they just kind of wave their hands and it all just kind of falls into place. Two in I the guess machine. that's true, yeah, yeah. Dos X, Markman, two in the machine. No, Deus, I think. I don't think it's two in the machine. But Deus must mean ghost. That is Deus, D-E-U-S. It's Deus, Deus. Deus. D-E-U-S is how it's spelled. Deus, I don't know how you Deus. pronounce it because I don't speak. Amadeus, Amadeus. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Deus, Deus. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's but overall, I was entertained there again. I thought it was kind of It kind of had that indie film feel, you it know? It did, it did, yeah. But it was well written, it seemed like, and just kind of well done. Yeah, funny, but yet kind of had that mystery type thing going on, and, yeah. and moved at a pretty good pace, and yeah, and things, and that kind of fish out of water, you know, kind of story type thing going on. But yeah, by I mean, I, the ending goes with the title, you sure. know, type of things. But I felt like it was a little, like I said, a little contrived or setting everything up. Yeah, to we're gonna yeah. put this here and. We're just gonna have this cool scene between two people and everybody else back off, and you know type things. Which, in that real true setting, that wouldn't have happened. You know type things. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I felt that that kind of lost a little bit there, but um, but overall, I, I liked it. Because in that one, he was doing a podcast, right? Yeah, he's doing a podcast. Well, he's you, a writer in general, yeah. but he's like trying to do this podcasting. In you, you people. So. Well, he's also he the main character is also trying to do a podcast. So I oh, guess podcast okay. is like the new thing. Is it? It's, it's not uh, new, but it's, you've been doing it for years, it's been right? Yeah. It has been a new thing, but it seems like people are getting more and more serious about doing it like professionally and stuff. Wow, I think, I think the pandemic, or well, that could be, brought out a lot of famous people. Is Joe Rogan technically That's a podcast? Yes, he is. Okay, yeah. he's been around forever. Forever, too. yeah. Even more I think during, I, during the pandemic, pandemic right? because people, yeah, just I think there are a lot of famous people doing podcasts, doing things. podcasts now, and I think they started it during the during pandemic. pandemic. I whether agree it, with that. whether it was because they were doing income or it was out of do. boredom yeah. or whatever, yeah, probably both. both. I yeah. think I think it really. I think that the pandemic brought a lot of that out. Yeah, like me. I mean, I, I listened to a lot of podcasts before the pandemic, but there's a lot of there's a lot of people that have podcasts that I didn't even know they had podcasts. Yeah. Cool. I am four episodes away from finishing Walking Dead. Nice. I'm sorry. Wow. No, I don't know. I'm almost that, done, I Scott. That up long ago. I know, Heard but I'm almost done. Like years ago, and my life is so much better for it. We have been I'm... hammering this alias. That's all we've been really watching. Oh, we're, that's a lot of seasons. We're um, starting. Well, we're like 
four or five into season four. So we're almost there. Cool. But that's what we've been concentrating on. But I watched Lockwood and Company on Netflix. That is. It's a bit uh, like a British type of thing. I think it's based off of a series of books. Hmm. But it's where some type of incident or a thing happened in which ghosts are out there, truly real, and the public knows it, and the ghosts are haunting people and things. And, but Ghostbusters? Almost, in a way, because there's, with the levels of ghosts, people, they can try to go do, like, little exorcisms or catch them, you know, and things of this nature, and try to rid people of, of their ghosts. But the catch is, is that you can only, you have the kids... You, as a young person, you have certain abilities that generally start going away as you get older mm -hmm. when it relates to the ghosts. So, you know, somebody might be good at seeing them. Somebody else might be getting good at hearing them or feeling that they're there or whatever else. But as they get older, they start losing those abilities. So they end up hiring all these kids, kids. you know, and kind of the, well, I say kids, you know, young teens, you know, to the teenage type years to go be these kind of, ghost hunters for people usually led by people that maybe their abilities have gone away but know that type of stuff you know type things so it, it's not bad it's a network it's a netflix series it's about eight episodes or so it's got that kind of mystery feel because there's of course you know trying to go get some type of MacGuffin or whatever the hell else you know type of thing that's going on throughout it and and stuff but uh you know you've got a, a couple of it's tight couple of characters that you really revolved around and and um, uh, I think from a Netflix type stuff thing, it was probably one of the, the better ones. I mean, it's like anything else. There's a couple of slow episodes, you know, they kind of drag it out. But I thought it was pretty entertaining. We finished the 90s show. You may watch that. Oh, really? I haven't started, I haven't started that one. I heard it's okay. I heard it got picked up for a second season. Yeah, Maybe. It's okay. It's it's funny. We were watching that. We're like, we should go back and watch the 70s show and see if it's any good. Good God. So we went back and watched the episode of that. We're like, yeah, it's about the same. Maybe a little bit better than the 90s show, but it's yeah. pretty much the same thing. So, yeah, it's fine. It's kind of like that blockbuster show. It's like, it's not really that good, but it's very low effort to watch it because right. it's just kind of like turn your brain off. I don't even know just... if we finished that. Now, I think we got pretty deep into it, but I don't know if we finished it. Yeah, it's definitely a turn your brain off and just fall asleep type show. What? Well, I have been watching Reservation Dogs. Has anybody watched that? I've watched yeah. some of that, yeah. I was not that fond of it myself. It's really good. Really? How far did you get? You gotta you gotta watch for sixty episodes Maybe. before you get into it. I was it. thinking it was six or eight. It episodes. starts out slow. Okay. I got we gotta I just hit episode seven, I feel like it's starting to come together. It was a little rough. I mean it's not rough because it's like a half hour show. But you start to, by the episode seven, you're starting to get like the backstory and kind of see where these characters are coming from. Yeah. You it kind really of find starts out catching its legs about 70s episodes in. Yeah. In episode seven, you find out what happened to Daniel. Did you get that far? Like I don't you get his back. I mean, I, I watched this. Ago. You know, it's probably been over yeah. a year ago. And it's definitely one of those quirky kind of like oddball character shows that mm -hmm. really doesn't have like a story. It's just kind of like oh, yeah. you know bounces around. But I don't know. I enjoyed it. I'm enjoying it. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, I really thought it'd be something right up my alley. You know, because and I think even. Uh, I was thinking Takia was involved with it. In yeah, Takawati is the producer. Yeah, creator. exactly. And so that's why I gave it a shot. But yeah. it just really, I don't know, didn't capture me for whatever reason. Yeah. So, no, I'm, I but I, I give it to you. I mean, it's got its parts. You yeah. Know, and things, but just overall. 
It, it definitely is a slow burn. So, yeah. But uh, I, I've been sticking out because I heard such good things about, like, it was on a bunch of critics lists for last year, I guess, season two. And so yeah, I really wanted to. And it's only like, I don't know. Like, it's two seasons, only like eight or ten episodes Maybe each season. season. They're half hour, yeah. so it's like, it's not a big commitment. Yeah, it's not too bad. So, but we'll see. Are you watching Last of Us? Yeah, no. except for I'm not caught up. Yeah. I only watched What's the that? first three episodes. Oh, you're I'm watching, watching Walking Dead. Huh? I'm watching Walking Dead. He's watching Walking Dead. What does that have to do with Last of Us? Because it's, it's a zombie show. decided to move to that commitment. No, yet. Last of Us is not zombies. It is a zombie show. No, it's not. They're not zombies. They're fungus. What are they? They're plant people. They're plant people. They're okay. fungus. They're Slave. undead plant people? I don't know that they're undead. No, the the fungus, the plant people, the plants are just fine. Are they mindless? So Do they have brains? Are they smart know. plant people or sure. dumb plant people? I think people? they're plant brains. Yeah. You know, to be honest, I haven't really seen that many of the plant people. It sounds, it sounds like it's... Seen them like so, I was kind of yeah. like on the fence, and then... I thought it was a zombie show. Apparently, it's not a zombie show. You're telling me. And then, I'm and then I've heard that, that it's, it's like so slow. I'm just telling you. And that then it's I heard about the third show. episode, and that sounded like the slowest, boringest thing to have as a third episode ever. And so, like that sounded like it might be good, you know like what? in season two. I don't but know, Season dude. one, episode three, it just didn't sound like it was going to really hit for me. So I, I'm out it, probably before I, I even got in. I love maybe, the third Maybe episode, I have. But uh, maybe I'm just, I'm part of the woke mafia. I don't know. I, I like No, it. it's not even that. I don't it, care about that. It, it's here's fine. The thing, it just like, seemed like a weird digression in the middle I, I of the third episode. I agree, but I thought it was But it worked. Fantastic. Okay, maybe it worked. It was the greatest hour of television ever produced in the history of television. I don't know about that, but it was really, really good. Did you get alone. through all Mythic Quest? No, I haven't done it yet. I haven't gotten through it all. Did you get to season two? No, um, I think I've started season two. I stopped. I stopped. I put it on hold. Oh, why? Because that's saving it. Because there's so a really good. good season two episode that's like the weird Divergent one. That's really good. Have you watched? No, I did it. I Are saw you being it. serious? I... You really liked episode three? Yes. And you really liked yeah. it? So, well, man, maybe I, I did I need get to, watch to it. the. I did get to the weird Divergent one where they were the writers. Oh, like, yeah. Part, yeah, I watched that one. Wasn't that great? Yeah. That, that was, was one of the greatest episodes ever. That was like a piece of shit compared to episode three of Last of, Last of Us. Wow. Really? Are you being serious? Yeah. Did you really like that? Okay, here's the deal. But I didn't You're know a, what I was into. When I, I, I started, didn't know what I was getting yeah, into. Yeah, when I started watching it either. You, you watched Parks and Recs. Yes. Okay. When that happened, I was like, holy shit, they finally found... Like, he's playing his role. He's playing the biggest like, role. I'm like, this is fucking <laughs> awesome. And then you get the twist, and, and I'm like, whoa, no, this is not him yeah. <laughs> living his life. And I was like, and I'm I'm fine. Like, I'm not, I'm not totally against it, but I don't know that I necessarily, like, it wasn't, but the way they did it was very, very awesome. Like, to see those people, to see those, that couple... In the middle of that, go through the phases like, like they did. Like then, like you know, they did the three years later, and the guy yeah. stormed out of the house, going, "I want to paint the house, and if I want to paint the house, then I'm going to paint the house, uh, and I'm going to paint the drug, I'm going to paint the drugstore too." Yeah. Like they were having, like fights, like couple, like fights, normal yeah. people, yeah. and they're living in this little, like Tank. totally cut off self encased town. town, and it's yeah. just them. Yeah. And it was cool to see that, you know, you're in this, 
whatever, crisis, pandemic, whatever the hell you want to call it. And these two people found each other and they lived their life that way. Yeah. I thought it was, I loved it. I thought it was a great episode. Like, man, I really liked it. You guys are selling it. I might have to actually watch The Last of Us. Um, but the, it, it is very slow. The Last of Us is very it slow. It is very slow. It is I, very I, slow. I struggled through that first episode in particular. You know, that, and that but, was really bad. I mean, I was really engaged in the parts, you know, that were taking place in the past or whatever you want to say. Mm -hmm. But then when they, like, jumped to the future, I was, like, bored out of my mind. Right. You know, type things. Yeah. yeah. And then the second episode, it's got its parts, too. But and the part Especially one, the freaking, what the hell were they? The freaking things in the damn... Museum? The museum. They're like plant... Like, yeah, yeah, but I they had a what, name for them, like creepers or I something. I can't remember clickers or something. I think. I haven't played. And it was like, holy games, shit! So I don't well, know. I don't know, but they called them that. I know, but I didn't pay attention. I don't so. know. It was one word that flashed on the screen. <laughs> it was used one time. I don't. But I haven't watched episode four yet, so don't tell yeah. me anything there. It's and episode five, I've heard drops Friday because they didn't want to compete with the Super Bowl. Yeah, so. well, I saw a thing. It said. New episodes now streaming Fridays or whatever. I think it's I, just, just this, this one, one because they didn't want to compete with the Super Bowl. Oh, that's fine. So, but yeah, yeah, we watched. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Jeez. Eagles. <laughs> if I answer it the way I I think it'll happen, I think it'll be the Eagles. But I really Let's would see. like to see the Chiefs win. The, the I don't know. I just don't know that the team. Chiefs and can, the Chiefs are beat up. I mean, yeah. yeah. I just think the Eagles are going to be too much for them. Mm -hmm. It's very possible. I would like to see the Chiefs win. I would too, but yeah, I think um, if, if I realistically, bet, it's going to be hard. But they're coming against the Bucs. There's, there's a lot of the... He's the GOAT. Patrick Mahomes is no, the... That's Tom Brady. As much as I hate that guy, he is the GOAT. Yeah, but he quit. So he's, yeah, but he was still again. part of this season. So Patrick know, Mahomes but, is the new so GOAT. But he Patrick is Mahomes the new hasn't, he hasn't got to that point yet. He needs to win this but game. Patrick Mahomes is... Is way more in entertaining to watch than Tom Holy Brady ever shit. was. That's why Honestly, he's going. It's not because he's necessarily better. You are right. It's because he's more entertaining. Patrick Mahomes is the most entertaining person I think almost in football right now. That's what I'm saying. Holy he's crap. the goat because so, he's fun he, to watch. You don't know what he's going to do. He does the weirdest shit, I mean, and it's just crazy. That's why I like that, that. I mean, goddamn crazy ass pass he made to Jerry <laughs> McKinnon, where he's just like, loop, you know, and it goes <laughs> right over to him. I'm like, what in the hell? If they pay off the reps like they did in the AFC yeah, Championship that's true. game, that would be good. They, they didn't have to pay them off. The ref's kid was betting for the Chiefs, <laughs> so they didn't have to pay off the ref, and the ref was already getting his money somewhere else. So, um, what else? Oh, have you guys seen Train to Busan? Sounds familiar, but no, I haven't seen it. Have you watched Train to Busan? I know that name. It's like a five-year-old movie. I know. I have watched I've seen it. I've, I've seen heard of it, though. Fucking good. Is it? Okay. I oh, my God. Shot, huh? Better than Banshees of Inisherin? Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> right. It's subtitled. my list. You have, to, you have to read. I have to read? Yes. Mm. It's... I, I, dude, I don't know. It, like, Maybe I, that's why I haven't I've watched heard it. of stuff, and it then, like... You. I've heard of it. And then I finally like checked it out. Yeah, it's I liked it. It's cool. pretty. It's pretty good. Did you like Banshees of Inisherin? I did. Okay, it was dark and it's funny. It's basically about this train in China. Yeah, going through China, and this zombie apocalypse virus breaks Some more out zombie stuff. in China. Yeah, but they're more like the World War Z zombies, where they're like super freaking fast. I like uh, that, and they turn. 
you know, like they um, turn in seconds. Twenty-eight like days beat. later, did that first. Well, I'm just saying that's the one. Why I it may be the it's, best zombie movie of all time? Look at that, dude. It's movie pretty, web. It's not saying much. Has it's, there been a good zombie movie? Um, Night of the Living Dead's pretty good. The original? Yeah, the original. Have you seen it? I have. Twenty-eight days later. I just like it because it's so bad. <laughs> Hello, Barbara. They're coming to get you. Oh God, it's so my bad. wife's name is Barbara, so I use that line all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad movie for the 70s. It's black and white or whatever. For a low-budget 70s movie, but, uh, sure. No, but, dude, Train to the Song's good. What would what, you watch it on? Uh, I believe I watched it on Prime. Okay. Cool. All right. I have to check it out. Sometime. I thought you guys would have seen it. You would think old. so, but it, I, I don't know. I it's think probably under the, the time, radar. Yeah, I've seen the subtitles and probably said, eh, I don't know. Scott doesn't so, like horror either. I don't know, man. It almost made me You cry. are right. But, speaking of which, though, I did watch two films. Well, I mean, nope, almost borderline horror. But, um, you did you watch know, The I, Menu? I, I like kind of the comedy horror. I've already seen that. Have you guys seen The Barbarians? No, but I've Barbarian? Or is or it Barbarian? Barbarian? Whatever. I haven't. The one with the, what is it, one of the Styles Guards or whatever? I really want to see Maybe. Men. No, no, I don't know. Maybe. It's the one they're like at dinner or something, and the guy's trying to sell his house. I don't know. I watched the trailer for it. Okay, I don't so know. My brother seen... was telling me no. Barbarian is... That's yes. the one with the Airbnb in which there's a guy already there and this girl shows up and she thought she had it and it was like a... That's, now we're talking about movies we haven't seen? But, yes. Well, my brother keeps telling me I should watch that one, but it's kind of on the Sorry, borderline. I'm done. That's but anyway, I, I watched um, kind of on the comedy horror type thing, My Best Friend's Exorcism, which was somewhat amusing. It takes place in like the 80s or something like that. It, it's the, the comedy horror type crap. And then one called an, an unhuman, and it's but that one was, I don't know that I'd really recommend it at all. It felt like a very very low budget film, like somebody, it. yeah, I know that somebody it's would line. have made at in their backyard or something like that. I don't know. Has so, anybody ever seen Slither? Uh, let's see, is that the one with Nathan Fillion? Yeah, I think so. That was uh, James Gunn one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. I don't think so. Have you seen it recently? Oh, no, it's been a long See, time. I watched it a long time ago. I remember liking it, but I don't remember hardly anything about it. Yeah, I, I remember it being on that comedy horror type of Yeah, things, I remember really liking and it. And I enjoyed it but at the time. But I never but, yeah, it's been, saw it again. Oh, my God, I can't even tell you when that thing came out. And it, yeah. Cool. All right. And I also watched The Pez Outlaw from a documentary type of I thing on that. Netflix. I don't know. Yeah, it's not worth a watch. But it is kind of funny because the guy, go he... He goes over to where they're making the Pez, uh-huh. you know, type things in Europe. And he buys all these ones and gets shown around. And then he brings it back to the U.S. But the U.S., the company that owns the rights to, to distributing Pez in the U.S. Said, is basically picking and choosing which ones that they want, you know, type things. Which holders or carriers, whatever you want to say. And so he's bringing back all these ones that the U.S. market or the 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 one for the U.S. distribution didn't want, you know, like their rejects, and he's bringing them all back, and all these damn Pez collectors are going ape shit. so he's going to these conventions for Pez collectors, and he's selling them for, you know, more money and whatnot, and they're trying, meanwhile, Pez, you know, U.S. distribution is trying to shut him down and whatever else, but he's just some, like, old hick that lives out in wherever that's just picking up this stuff and he was doing it he was like a machinist or something like this he's like i got to retire or you know quit my machinist job so all i was doing was traveling back and forth from europe bringing back pez dispensers to sell you know type things but then he gets himself into trouble because he actually um 
decides to because they're trying to they are he basically Europe gets a little concerned and is like yeah we're afraid you know of pissing off our U.S. distribution so we're backing off so he's like okay fine so I'm gonna make my own Pez you know dispenser type things have you guys I'm gonna sign a contract with you guys to make some and then I'll bring out you know another unique thing over well, when he does that, the U.S. Pez gets wind of it. They see him and they go, oh, okay, so we see what he's making. They go over and they freaking sign to do the same exact ones, get them shipped over, and they basically undercut him, you know, by like half as much as what he was charging him because they were making a larger amount, yeah. you know, type things. They're a major manufacturer. They, yeah, he basically was losing his ass on it, you know, yeah. type stuff, and it kind of bit him in the butt. But... It is kind of funny though, because they're all they're all going around like, how do we get this guy? Why are you selling him stuff? You know, because the Pez U.S. market is just getting pissed that this guy's coming over, and, you know, doing this. But they never, I guess they were saying something about that when he brought him over this big old batch of Pezes, you know, type things. The customs department was looking at it, but they're looking and going, you can't do that. Somebody else has already got the distribution rights, and they're going through and they're going, well, fuck, they don't own the copyright, I guess, or whatever. So because they did, so while they signed the right copyright type stuff. They didn't register stuff with the customs area so he could bring in as much shit as he wanted and he was totally fine. So, um, it's, it's, so that kind of irked him. But it was kind of funny. Hmm. 